Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Undeniable Future Podcast. It's the voice of Lee Madzinga here. How are you guys feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm back. I've been MIA for a little bit, processing the election. Yeah, how you feeling, man? I've been MIA for a little bit, one episode. <laughs> it was one episode per week. It was a long time. Hey, man. It was, yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the election is the election's over. Let's let's assume the election is over. Looks like Joe Biden has won. And a lot of concern was going into the election was that uh the election was gonna be stolen, there was gonna be some kind of controversy, democracy is at stake. Hundred and fifty million Americans voted. And it seems like the person with the popular vote is going to win. So no matter what you feel about the election, at the end of the day, people voted, Americans voted. And I think that the person that most Americans want to be president is the president. Whether that's good or not for America, I don't know. You sound like you're on the democracy. Won. I think that the person who we all know that Joe Biden is Joe Biden. We all know that Joe, hey. Joe Biden has won. <laughs> I'm just being technically correct. Technically, he's not the president yet. Hey, we don't have president elect yet. yet. Yeah, for uh, sure. but Trump lost. I think in Arizona, just figured out that uh, there's no chance. Mm. They kicked out everything that he put in the courts. He won North Carolina. Yesterday, I think. Yeah, like 15, what? Hey, give 15 him, more electoral give, college votes. Give Trump the crowd, man, for Arizona, for, for winning. For winning one of his states, North Carolina. North Carolina. <laughs> but let's, just, let's assume, we're going to, for the rest of this podcast, we're going to assume the election is over. Okay. It's not, technically, if you want to be technically, but it's, it's done. It's yeah. done. Joe Biden has won. No. It is. No, we're, we're not doing know. that. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not assuming that the election is over when it's not over. Reason being. One of the issues I kept bringing up last week was the fact that um, Twitter and like Facebook kept putting these little fact check things on yeah. everything that people on the Republican side were saying. Mm-hmm. But then Democrats would walk around claiming victory, which technically is not true because the process is not done yet. So they should fact check that too. That's okay. I'm, I'm so correct. I agree with you there. I think every single time Joe and really. All these like Republicans that are crying about, not just Republicans, conservatives, yeah, that are saying, "Oh, you know, we don't like being censored." First of all, you're not being censored; they're just putting information under your. That <laughs> under is your censoring. Tweets. I don't think that's. I don't consider that it, to be censoring. They're insinuating that what you're saying is false. They're not saying yeah. you're lying, but as soon no. as you put a censorship tag on there, yeah. I see that and I'm like, "Oh, this person's probably exactly." Lying. My issue with it is that they're not doing it for both sides. So I have no problem with the fact that. So that's why they complain, saying that they're being censored because other yeah. side is not getting it. No, like every single time I I send something on Instagram mm-hmm. and then it puts up that little thing that you know, uh, here's uh, re- election resources if you want to go read them. What? I'm glad that it does that. You get that? Yes. So maybe <laughs> I'm being censored. You're not. <laughs> but I'm just kidding. There's, I know there's two I things I want to touch uh, on the election. One would be how wrong the polls were the national polls and the Senate polls. Mm. And two, I think we're kind of being misdirected on how we're perceiving like what's going on right now with Trump uh, refusing to concede. We're seeing it as like all these Republicans, they're trying to usurp democracy. They don't want to count votes. There was no fraud. But I think there's an in-between where it's like, okay, there wasn't nationwide systematic fraud, but there also wasn't a clean election process that went over smoothly. That, that's also, well, generally that's not true. For an election where people voted by mail um, more than any time ever before, more Americans voted than more than any time ever before. Wait, what's, what's not the true? The fact that, that, they didn't go, sure. that didn't go by smoothly 
it actually went by quite smoothly. Well, if you're saying it didn't go by smoothly, you you can say okay, this place had a problem, that place had a problem, that place had a problem. that happens in every election. But this election, the fact that we actually got to a point where this many people voted by mail and we have answers, we know who's won, is huge. Do you know why I say it didn't go along smoothly? Yeah, go ahead. If you look at Florida, Florida, a state that Trump won, mm. it would have been easier to use this as an example if Biden won, but I'll, I'll go with it anyway. Trump won the election in Florida, and we knew on that night. Yeah. Not by accident. It's because in 2000, Florida was unable to count votes quickly and efficiently. They had a whole crisis back with Al Gore and Bush, mm-hmm. and they learned the lesson then. And they're the quickest state now when it comes to counting mail-in ballots, being efficient with polling. Yeah. They know what they're doing. When I say it didn't go over smoothly, I mean mm-hmm. there is a world that exists, and it was possible for all these states to have the results in on the first day. We can go over like why the reasoning I, was, yeah. but the problem is, when I say it didn't go over smoothly, you cannot tell me the United States mm-hmm. of America was unable to process all of their votes on that night, or at the least, the next night. Today is November, November 14th, and there are still states yet to put in all of their numbers for their voting counts. That's what I mean when I say it didn't go over smoothly. So my, the, my view of that is these states where they're not used to functioning in this way mm-hmm. and having to count votes in this way. Yes, the mail-in votes. Yes, right? So, like, you brought up a good example. Florida has done it before. They had problems 2000. Mm-hmm. Al Gore, right? Yeah. Huge problems. And then they figured it out. So when I say this went by smoothly, my point is people aren't in the streets fighting. Nothing is burned. People are angry. That's a low bar for going over smoothly. Well, no, no. Well, my the reason why I'm saying that is because everybody expected this to be pretty contentious and things to get pretty crazy. And yeah, Trump voters are unhappy at how this process has gone. But at the end of the day, the system is strong and we and we're going to get the results we want no matter what. The way elections work in the United States they're, they're counted, right? And then if it's close, they're recounted. And then if it's, and then, you know, they're still recant, and then they're recanvassed after that, which is just another count. They, so that's three times. So to say that it didn't go by smoothly is wrong. Is, I think it's unfair because the honest truth is the, we only need results by Dece- December 8th. That's the well, only time they actually need to know for sure, okay, who has won? Do we have all the counts? So to say that it didn't go by smoothly just because we didn't have the votes on the first day is people just being annoyed that they weren't, they weren't prepared because they couldn't have been prepared because there's systems that never done this before. But you, I agree with what you said at the end there when you said they're not prepared and systems weren't in place to get ready. That's why I'm saying it didn't go over smoothly. And next time this happens, if for some reason there has to be this amount of mail-in voting, mm-hmm. it needs to be better. Because, why does it need to be better? Because right now, it was not good enough. That's what I'm saying. That's fair. I understand why yeah. it took them time, mm-hmm. the roadblocks, both by the Republican Party and the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. not working together, not putting systems in place, and therefore, it was a failure, really. Because what you have now is... the a only failure. Th- yeah, the only threat to democracy is people in the democracy not believing it works or having any any assumption that something wrong is going on. The last thing you want in the election is for people to be questioning it. Well, democracies are very fragile, right? Yeah. 
And that's why I'm just in general. If you want to talk about the systems that have the highest likelihood of an authoritarian rule or something that comes in that affects how they run, it's a democracy because democracy for a democracy to work it it's based on the fact that i can trust you and you can trust me so when we say these votes are counted we both trust that those votes were counted properly yeah right and that's the only way that democracy can work mm-hmm. so when we see what happened where these votes were taking so long to count yeah people now had reasons not to trust the system but we knew this was going to happen it's not like we weren't expecting this, right? Like months before, we were like, we know exactly. People were already saying what's going to happen is on the first day, Trump's going to be leading. Then after Trump's leading, he's going to call that he's won. Then after, It's like everybody knew the playbook of how this was going to go down. Mm. The only thing people didn't know is that Biden wasn't going to lead by as much as we thought. But that's that, all. That's, that's what the only thing we mess. did we had wrong. If we had the same issue... And we're going to the polling now. The second part I want to talk about. Yeah. The polling was saying Biden was going to, he was going to be contending for Texas, contend for Florida and North Carolina, possibly Georgia. He was going to sweep the Rust Belt. None of that happened. Mm. And because it was close, now you have people legitimately saying, whether if you're a Democrat, you're saying, this is insane on the first day. Why is Biden behind? This is crazy what's going on. I can't trust the polling. Then it flips. Then you have Republicans saying, oh, they're, they're lying. How can every vote that's coming in be for Biden? This is insane. Well, we need, oh, to, we, we need to not be the media, right? Like, Biden was never behind. He was never losing this election. He was, just by, hadn't by, counted. By, by count. <laughs> they just he, weren't counted. He yet. was behind by quote, by quote, by the count. And that but, was the problem. Yes. That's why I'm saying it was but a mess. The, I'm, I'm saying that's the problem when, with a lot of people who are angry with this process. They're saying, oh, how is it that Biden came back? Yeah. He didn't. He didn't come back. We just hadn't counted those were the votes. votes. That that was a number that they got the first day, just that they didn't got to that number yet, and then they just put out the numbers as they get along as they go along. But if we just wait until the numbers are done, and then they announce who won, whatever, with all the vote, whatever, then you wouldn't have a Trump lead at all. Yeah, and I think that uh, the news network, especially CNN, MSNBC, they played to this because you can't tell me those people who are it's your job. You guys follow politics every day of the year, and you live for this. You can't tell me they were sitting there on that first night saying, okay, we have this many mail-in ballots not in. But they're like, oh, what's, what's going to happen? It seems like Trump is in the lead. Van Jones is crying on TV. How can I speak to my son tomorrow morning and tell him Trump might be the next president of the United States? Oh, how is this going on? Shout out to Van Jones. I feel like <laughs> mass media in general, Fox News as well. <laughs> Throw them in today. Shout out to Van Jones. Shout out to Van Jones. But he, he's a great actor. I, I think he's acting. You think he was actually... Emotionally distraught about speaking to his son in breakfast the next day. Hey, Trump man. Won. He was excited, man, that Joe Biden is a decent man, that a decent man was the president. That's that's a very low bar. <laughs> I think that what they I mean, in politics, that's not that low. You're actually right. That's the sad <laughs> In politics, find a decent guy in politics, he's like, oh, shit. Oh, my bad. <laughs> my bad. We'll bleep it. We'll bleep it. You know, uh, you know Bill Simmons, like the sports uh, broadcaster? Yeah, yeah. Sports supporter? He was talking about this. He was just uh, he usually talks about sports in his pod, but he talked about politics because it's the election. It's huge right now. So yeah, everyone's yeah. Talking about everyone's it. talking about. And uh, he's like, I'm not a really a politics guy. Yeah. And I'm watching CNN on the first night, and he's like, I didn't understand that there were so many mail-in votes to come in. I thought the election was essentially over. But he said he was watching CNN and Fox and every network, even ABC. Yep. But he couldn't understand that was coming up because they never touched on. They never mentioned it. 
So unless you're like a political junkie and you're really into this, mm-hmm. you would on that first night, your assumption would have been, it's almost over. I think Trump's going to win. But the people who have that information, the political junkies, the professionals, yeah. didn't cover well, it. Biden was saying it the whole time. Yeah, Biden was walking with the Biden was saying it the whole time. Literally in the debate, Trump was asked, <laughs> no, are I'm you talk- going to call the debate? Are, I mean, are you going to call the election before we get all the results? Like, would you call the election? He's like, I, no, I would not. The reason they were asking that is because people were expecting that Trump would have a huge rush on election day of voters. That's the only reason. But I'm, I'm telling you the perception of people who were watching the election. Yeah. They weren't given the information no, that I'm, the people had. That's I'm what saying I'm saying. simply those people were wrong. Who were the people? Anybody who believes that is obviously wrong. Well, yeah, they were wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's not their job to know. He covers sports. Yeah, you're right. He's not a political analyst. Well, he's an American. The job of yeah. the people who are... You, you'd expect that he had seen the debate and he was paying attention. Like, it's his job a, to know if he's going to vote. A, this is a presidential election where <laughs> more not, people voted than job. ever before. People were obviously paying attention to what was going on. But it's not his job to know the intricacies of the political process. Dude, his that's, job not, is, that's not the intricate not that job. Intricate. If, if we haven't mailed in ballots... How long is the county yeah. mailing ballots? Well, if you know that usually it's only like the military or the president and a like very, very small group of people actually go... Uh, the the mail in ballot route usually it's they go to the polls right, but then because of the, the, the pandemic, a lot of people are gonna be staying home. You would think it's gonna take longer than it takes every other year. It's like common sense. His assumption is there's mail in votes coming in. That's one thing that was obviously clear to everyone, and he's saying basically, on the first day they didn't say anything about how many were coming in. On the second day they still played it up as if Trump was gonna win, but if they just came out the first day and said we have this many votes that came in, this many are uncounted. And how are they gonna know? They have the votes in. But just yeah, they didn't count them. You have like use, how many use, millions of votes do you have? Not counting, but like, hey, we'll we like, found out yeah. after four days. Yeah, this after they counted them. <laughs> yeah, this is something Fox was saying. Fox was saying, right, that the news networks don't decide who the president is. <laughs> You're not supposed to. So when you so when you say, oh, Bill Simmons was sitting there going, oh man, I think Trump's won. Uh, as somebody, I as, think a, as a generally ne- networks in, are intelligent human being, he should know. That the news networks don't decide. I don't think they're deciding. I think they're just reporting the numbers. They're, just, they're, they're, sharing, yeah. they're information. reporting numbers. They're sharing information, yeah. The I'm way saying they report they those share. numbers matters, though, because the way you move information does matter. Because if it, they, you can cause an entire you can cause an entire riot. Stuff's burning. People are going crazy. You can cause that simply by the way you move that information. Do you remember the people who were right? marching on election night? Yeah. Oh, on which going, side? Yeah. Stop the, the stop the count. On the, sorry, on the Democratic side. <laughs> no, stop the, stop the count, guys. The, they were at the polls with the guns. Yeah, they were out there on the second day. <laughs> on the first day. <laughs> was it at nighttime, like midnight? Democratic voters yeah. were marching in the streets saying, we're not going to accept this Trump victory. Because they actually believe for whatever reason, probably because what they're seeing on social media, CNN, whatever. They Maybe because the president is claiming that he won. Yeah. But I, what, what I'm saying is, <laughs> yeah. the problem I have is I think they're withholding information. News networks withholding information. Yeah, but if the president comes private. out and says that he won, which he said he would not do unless other votes are counted, and he yeah. does that, then who's who's really at fault? They're going to protest what he's saying because he's not, got a following, right? It's not a one-person issue. Mm-hmm. It's the news networks who are private companies, obviously. I'm not saying that they shouldn't do this because they're for profit. You should know better if you're a citizen. Think about it. Look into your own information. But they're culpable. Trump's culpable. The Republicans who are supporting Trump are culpable. But we can't just point at one section and say, you know what, this is the key to the issue. What do you mean by the news networks are withholding information? Because within the first day, right, uh, Arizona was called, Fox had called Arizona for Biden. Yeah. 
within the first day. If after that, every other news network was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop calling states that we're not 100% sure about. And that's the real reason this took so long. Right? That, that happening, in my opinion, that happening made all the news networks go, hey, we need to be amazingly careful about what we call as a win for Biden or a win for Trump. So I don't think they're necessarily withholding information, but what they were trying to do, from my, from my point of view at least, is what they were trying to do was make sure that people, when they called something, it was for sure. I agree with so that. they I think wouldn't that's, that's get any correct. backlash because Fox got backlash from Trump. <laughs> Their boy. Jared Kushner was making calls like, yo, you, how did you guys call Arizona already? You know what I'm saying? Took the the, L, fam. the information I think they're withholding, though, is, <laughs> is, is theater. And you know this watching them. It's not, it's not C-SPAN. You've seen yeah. C-SPAN debates where it's like, okay, we have this number of votes for Biden so far, this number for Trump, and that's it. Mm. They're talking for two hours with no updates. We were watching it, and there was no more accounts happening. Yeah. For a three-hour span, no numbers were coming in, but they were still talking about it. And the way they talked about it made it like, so we don't know what's going on. We don't, you guys do know. They didn't call it for Biden or call it for Trump, but the way they hyped it up was like, tune in next hour. Oh, there's a breaking news alert. There's no new information. There's this, it was this like tweet the Olympics. that uh, Trump sent out, I think it was about Pennsylvania or uh, Wisconsin. I'm not sure. I think it was Wisconsin with the graph and how when they stopped counting him and... and the next day it shot. <laughs> Uh, yo, I don't know. I, I I talked to one of my boys about it. He was pretty upset, saying that uh, how are we letting people steal steal the election like that? Like it makes no sense that you have a graph gradually going up, and then we stop counting the votes at whatever time it is, and when we start at six a.m. in the morning, somehow <laughs> your votes are higher than mine on the graph, and it's just a straight line. It shoots up. Like, do you guys? But you say your boy said this. I'm like. It's, I don't know what he does for work, mm-hmm. but it's not his responsibility to know, like I said before, the intricacies of politics. Yes, it is. And when it com- it's not. No, I think Because people- if you ask the average American, what's the deadline for uh, the votes to be counted? How many people know it's November 13th? Justice, there and should is they no know that? deadline. There there's is. A, there's a count? Re- no. That's, my, my, that's the thing that I'm annoyed about. This whole idea of election day is when we get the results. It's not election never day. never happened. It's not election not day. Not one time in American history has that ever happened. It's not election day. Hey, yeah. we'll live the deadlines were the 12th for some states, some states mm. were the 14th. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, okay. Oh, but oh, Americans you're about don't those know deadlines. that. Okay, that's fair. And they shouldn't know but that. I'm who, who all these no, but we live in a world where everything is so instant. We want it to be we instant. We want it to be instant. It's, it's, way, it's way faster than it was back in the day. Any other point now, we got everything. Like, you can literally yeah. get groceries for 20 minutes without even going to the grocery store. So now, if I went and voted in the morning, I want to know who the president is by the time I go to bed. But Especially when it's that close. What, what, what I don't understand is people knew. We all knew this is exactly what was going to happen. We knew. No, we, but yeah. when I say we, I mean... Who's we? I mean, everybody... Everybody else from the outside looking in. Everybody who was paying attention to the election and cared. Lee, I think another thing we don't, I guess, uh, take, account, take into account is that mm-hmm. we're looking at both sides, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have very, I guess, uh, 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 bipartisan view of it, right? Yeah, well, we, we try to. Yeah, when we try mic, to. When a mic is in front of our face, <laughs> at least we try. Yeah. yeah, but then when you are one going to vote Republican or Democrat, you're not really looking at it from the other side. Mm. Your your interest comes first, right? So if you're a Republican, you're leading on election night, mm-hmm. and you know that there's like, there's just 
three quarters of the votes. There's still like a whole quarter, and none of the Republicans went to vote uh, mail in. They all went on the <laughs> yeah. all your votes are done, and you guys are so yeah. close. And these guys still have like a quarter of the votes still not counted, right? So it's like you want to stop the count. You want it to stop right there. It makes sense for you to be like, yo, what, what is this? Why, why you guys? Some of these people genuinely believe that these counts are like, these people voted two days after the election. Yo, they I really heard, don't know. Really there was stupid. that rumor about the Biden bus dropping off ballots with the <laughs> name Biden on it. Is it like a truck or something? I'm like, like, like who, who does that? that? Yeah. <laughs> who would have a big name that says Biden dropping off ballots Trump at the polls? My favorite part of this whole process was the fact that Donald Trump tweeted, stop the count, when he was losing the election. All caps. On all caps. When he was losing. If they had stopped the count right away, he still would have lost. Yeah, but if they stopped the count right then, that doesn't mean that those are the numbers that have been reported. Because they'll stop the count and then report yeah. the numbers and the numbers will change. Well, my point there is that yeah, I know, I know what you're it's saying. more yeah. dangerous for, an, for, for someone to say stop the count than to say I won. That's far more dangerous. Because what you're essentially saying is... The people, anybody's votes after this shouldn't matter. Yeah. And that's ridiculous. I mean, that's 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 what Trump was saying. All the Republicans, all the people who are voting Republican, you told them to go vote on election day. Don't do the mailing stuff, right? Yeah. So when the election day he votes were done. This up, he was setting this up. Yeah. Exactly. And I like Trump for doing that. He's, he's a guy what? who follows through. <laughs> what? He's not surprising you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, right. but we talked was? about this on the kickback, Lee. Okay. He's a man of his word. He says he's gonna do something. That's exactly what he's, he's a man of his word. If he says I'm gonna, I'm, 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 I'm not gonna concede unless uh, I'm gonna concede I'm, unless uh, there's some voter fraud, right? And he thinks it's voter fraud. He, he's not gonna shake your hand and start giving you the 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 the. the yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily call Donald Trump a man of his word. I would say Donald Trump does whatever is convenient to him. And that's his, his word. I his say he's a damn liar, success. but that's just my opinion. Yeah, to his personal <laughs> success. So when he, nice. when he was saying all this stuff before and we're like, yo, he's setting this up. He knew, like he was, and he didn't even care. He was telling us how Yeah, he, how to, he, was he told up. everybody what he was going to do. Hey, man, unless yeah. you guys, unless the election is free and fair, and I, I feel like it's free and fair, <laughs> I'm going to concede if I lose. Yeah, but I, if I feel like it's going to be set up or it's a time to do the election... They we're not doing it. And that's why he's got all these suits coming in. He's not even talking to Biden yet. Nah, man. He's golfing. That's what he's doing. Yeah, Did he address the country I, about that on uh, on Remembrance Day? On what? Remembrance Day. Or the, he did. He did yesterday, right? He did. He did address the country. Yeah. yeah. Did he talk anything about the election? Did he say anything about it? <laughs> I, 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 I didn't see it. I, he hasn't really spoken about it. You don't want to politicize the military, I think, right? I think mainly, yeah, you definitely don't want to politicize the military. Um but I don't know if you would call this politicizing. You don't. You, you can't be ducking. You can't be says, ducking every every other thing. But and when then Biden <laughs> says something like, when Biden says something like, as president, what he was he tweeted out as president, I'm somebody who's going to care about the military. I'm somebody who's going to respect the military. Did he go to military school or something like that? Biden? No, no, no. Trump. Sorry. Trump did. Trump did go to a military. Like he dodged school. going to the military. But he dodged the military. Yeah, he, <laughs> he dodged going he dodged to Vietnam, right? Yeah, he dodged a draft. Hey, that's that's how you know. Is a guy who can save America. <laughs> I think so. We talked about the presidency not being surprised because, like you said, Trump telegraphed what he was going to do months ago yep. as far as not accepting the election. But what was a surprise um, was the Senate, especially because of the polling. Mm. I think the Democrats came in thinking they were going to win the Senate. And I think we give too much, um, 
too much weight on the presidential race because there are three branches of government. And technically, the Senate and the House are supposed to have, Congress is supposed to have more power than the president. So who wins the Senate is almost more important because Biden's the president right now. He won't be able to pass anything because I'm assuming Republicans and Mitch McConnell are going to look at whatever he puts in and said, no, we're not doing it. Because Senate has to pass everything. That is nonsense, bro. It is nonsense. Like, they should do that. I don't think, uh, well, officially it's not over yet, but uh, the Republicans are are probably going to be up 52 to 48 in the Senate. And Mitch McConnell is the leader of the Senate, which basically means he has the stamp of approval on any policy. What if he goes 50-50 and uh, MVP, Madam Vice President Kamala Harris, gets the deciding vote? Honestly, yeah. I think that would be better off because then you would have a lot less gridlock. But the way it's looking right now, you have... Um, who are the senators from Georgia? Um, yeah, what's Georgia? up with Georgia? Uh, Ossoff and... What's up with y'all? Ossoff and Dave Perdue. Mm. The Republican won, but the rule is like... For some reason, you have to be over 50%. Otherwise, you have to run for election again in a runoff. So right now, the Republican won by like four or five or five points, but he'll have to run again in January. Yay. But the Democrats spent so much money with this, Bloomberg. They're spending even more. They can't. They spent they're going to try to spend more, but... They spent yeah, money in Florida. This point, they're spending empty. even more. Yeah. They spent money in Florida and still took it out. So I don't think mm-hmm. money is, is... Like, do you think... It was good to see that. That's only the high value. That's of money only, going in. And it didn't make a win. Well, here's yeah, because you can buy election, right? It's like literally buying an election. Makes me feel better. Like, oh, they couldn't buy it. <laughs> That's only because that because Donald Trump is special in politics. He is somebody who has an actual fan base. Oh, thank you. But this isn't Trump. These are senators. No, no, no. Yeah, but I'm Talking but, about Senate votes. Yes, but you understand that even the Senate vote. Right? There's a lot of people who will vote Republican, Republican, Republican. Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. A lot yeah, of, it's kind of hard to vote Republican, Democrat, Republican. Exactly. It happened. Or a lot of Republican, Republicans. Democrat, Green Party. So <laughs> that is why you, that's why we have politicians like Matt Gates, Because there are people who completely connect themselves to Donald Trump, knowing that they'll reach some kind of success because of it. And that created a Senate where you had, not just a Senate, but Shout out Senate to Candace and Congress. Owens. Well, she's not a politician. <laughs> I'm talking about people yet. who can actually make a difference. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 2024. I like Candace Owens, but yeah. But that's Quickly. where the Republican Party is going to is in a very weird place now. Do they do they continue uh Trumpism as people like to call it or they got to rebrand? Or do they rebrand? They got to rebrand I Trumpism. I don't think they have to mm. rebrand. They got to rebrand think, Trumpism. In I don't the sense think that either Trump Jr. Or that's not a a rebrand. That is rebranding it. No, just get rid of of the old Trump and bring a new Trump, and then now you got energy because now the the new iPhone. Bush Jr. was a Bush Jr. was Bush Senior. iPhone 12 is an iPhone 5 SE. Oh yeah, well you got the exact same thing. (laughs) You know know the camera. Hey, HW wasn't W. They're different. So that's why I'm saying it's a completely different brand once you have a different person, because I don't think Ivanka is as. Um, erratic as Donald Trump is. I mean, Hillary lost in 2016 because people didn't want to uh, uh, have scandals in the White House again like they did when Clinton... Oh, yeah, so they put Donald <laughs> Trump as president so there's so no they, scandals? So they put Donald Trump... They're like, hey, man, we don't want to have these uh, Monica <laughs> Lewinsky cases pulling I, up. I think the Democratic Party has to not rebrand, but pivot more than the Republicans. And that's why yeah. I bring up the polling because 
they assumed such large leads mm-hmm. and they lost voters that you would never think they'd lose. They lost a bunch of uh, Latinos in Texas, which is why they didn't win Texas or get close like they thought they would. Mm-hmm. In Florida, same thing happened. And Trump actually gained voters in every demographic besides white, non-college educated men where he lost. Mm-hmm. So that should be a red flag. If you're a Democrat, you're looking at this saying, we still won by large margins as far as black people, Latinos, minorities, LGBTQ, but we, we lost that gap. How is Trump getting more of these people? I How think, wrong can we be that these people actually voted for Donald Trump? I think it's going to make the Democratic Party rethink uh, their idea of being so progressive. The fact that 71 million Americans voted against the Democratic Party, which is almost, which was really, it, I mean, it's not half and half because Biden had 74 mil, but the Democratic Party now is like, it's basically half and half. The country, the country I mean, is not Trump, as far Trump left. Trump got more votes than Obama in his first in 2008. And Obama had a record. Yeah, yeah. Both of these guys had more votes than anybody ever. I know, but he's he's losing with more votes than what Obama got. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I get what you're saying. My point is that, like, if you look at it from the perspective of people like AOC, yeah, yeah. people like uh, who are on the far left. She was going in. They Right now, the reason they're so angry, I think, is because they are losing their support. People, because now we can see... We have the view that America is not as progressive as we thought it was. I don't think any country is as progressive as we thought we, it is. We saw the uh, the <laughs> bill that didn't pass in California for um, affirmative action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it failed 60 to 40. Yeah. Banning affirmative action in California. in California. So with all these things happening, people who are trying to push these really far leftist ideals in the U.S. are realizing that the, the United States is a center-right country. And... Even though it prefers people who are who have leftist politics, that's not necessarily the the general uh, standard at this point. I think we there was another bill that I can't remember what state it was, but it was a fifteen dollar minimum wage, and that did pass. So I don't want to say Americans have denounced left policy. I just think that the policies they care about are how can I get money in my pocket to feed my family. I don't care about the sign on the bathroom. I don't care about having gender sensitivity courses. Can you get me a job? Can you get me healthcare? Mm. Not that the other issues are unimportant, but mm. 150 million Americans came out and basically said that we care about these issues. We don't care about these issues. Yeah. And if these two parties don't address that, well, I guess if they both don't address it, I don't know who's going to. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm talking about like the push for stuff like the Green New Deal. The 1619 Project, all those things, we assumed that there was a large group of the population that wanted that. Do you want to elaborate? Now we can. On, now we can assume they do not. Do you want to elaborate on what the 1619 Project is? Wait, let's uh, touch on that after we uh, play uh, Andrew Yang's uh, take on election. Okay. Yeah, he kind of talked about the coastal elites, like you know, people Yang in Gang, New shout York out to Yang LA, deciding the election. Democrats don't do a good job of speaking to working class people. What do you say to that? You're supposed to be fixing that. I had that experience countless times on the trail, Don, where if I would say, hey, I'm running for president to a truck driver, retail worker, a waitress in a diner, and they would say, what party? And I say Democrat, and they would flinch. Like I'd said something really or, negative, or I just like, party. like turned another color or something like that. Uh, and there's something deeply wrong when working class Americans have that response to a major party that theoretically is supposed to be fighting for them. 
So you have to ask yourself, what has the Democratic Party been standing for in their minds? And in their minds, the Democratic Party, unfortunately, has taken on this role of the coastal urban elites who are more concerned about policing various cultural issues than improving their way of life yep. that has been declining for years. And so if you're in that situation, this to me is a fundamental problem for the Democratic Party because they, if they don't figure this out, then this polarization and division will get worse, not better. Is that real or messaging or both? It's real. I mean, Debbie just said they lost a, a, a plant that had 1,500 workers. And so if you're a laid off worker from that plant and you look up and say, what is the Democratic Party doing for me? It's unclear. Mm -hmm. uh, and we can talk about a unifying message from Joe Biden. He's a naturally very unifying figure. But then there's the reality on the ground where their way of life has been disintegrating for years. And if we don't address that, then you're going to see a continued acceleration toward the institutional mistrust that animated the Trump vote and will continue to do so. That's my president. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Andrew Yang for losing the DNC and going in. I'm 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 <laughs> glad that there, job with Biden, but I don't blame him. I'm glad there are politicians like Andrew Yang who are willing to just say things as they are. Yeah. Because I don't think there are a lot of people in the Democratic Party who will say that. I don't think there are a lot of supporters of the Democratic Party who are willing to say what he just said. Yeah, and, and that's true, right? Because you look at, like you were talking about how Trump gained a lot of votes in every, uh, I guess... Unexpected demographics. Yeah, uh, unexpected demographics, except for white men. Yeah. Right? And you, you ask, what what is the appeal? When literally what the Democrats are doing is trying to appeal to all these other demographics by trying to change words like oh now you can't say latina or latino you say latinx, latinx yeah right <laughs> yeah <laughs> right it's like and then you, you you go to the elections and the latino vote is way up i was just listening to a podcast of people who are much smarter than myself right and they thank you lee and <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> one of one of the people who was talking was uh, somebody who is who is gay, okay, and the no, other no, no, no. and the other guy was someone who is uh, who is black and also and also Latino, and they were both saying Latinx. Yeah, they were both Afro Latinos. That this idea of using Latinx. Like the guy, the the guy who was black and Latino, he's saying, "I don't understand where Latinx comes from." People in my neighborhood would find that whole idea ridiculous of saying Latinx. Yeah. And the gay guy was like, "Yeah, my community, my gay community, finds the idea of of using LGBTQ plus to be ridiculous. We're we're just gay, and we're yeah. we're, we're we're out here for you know, just uh, for gay people." <laughs> Like, who the rest of these guys? And he was saying, like, <laughs> we just went past, we just had one of the greatest things, one of the greatest civil rights yeah. uh, things happen in our lifetime where gay people can now can now get married all over the country. We just had, like, a uh, transgender, yeah. um, this Senate? Congresswoman? Congresswoman, yeah. Yeah. But right now. Congratulations. But right man. now we have people trying to push that we are more divided than ever, that things are, like, that our entire... Um, idea of togetherness is being torn apart more and more and more, even though we do have things that we've seen where we are progressing, right? Do you feel like that is the division itself? Like making those groups of people, like saying like this LGBTQ plus, 
Is it Latino? Yeah, these are like the that, blacks. These are yep. college educated. Yep. I think it causes division more than it does actually help anybody. The more you emphasize how different everybody is, mm-hmm. that's literally just dividing. Them. Because now I have to fight for my issues. If I'm um, if I fit the bill of uh, a Latinx uh, uh, LGBTQ member or whatever, right? Yeah. That then I would have to focus on those issues, and I think. Because they are so aware of how right-leaning that the Republican Party is. It works for them, or they thought it did, until it didn't. Because now you see that black men voted for Trump way more. Uh, Latin and Latin, uh, Latin men and women. Uh, well, according to some people, the, the Latino people who voted for Trump aren't actually Latino people. What? According, yeah. according to who? According what do you to, mean by um, some people? Who's that lady who... Uh, probably CNN. Democrats. 1619 like, Project? <laughs> the lady who wrote that. What's her name? We never described the 1619 Project. What's her name? The lady who wrote that. Um, not sure we can search up right now. But for those of you who don't know what the 1619 Project is, uh, it's pretty much the idea of reframing the entire founding of the United States. That the United States was actually founded in 1619, August of 1619 when the first slave ship arrived to the United States instead of the founding being in 1776 you know July 4th as we're more commonly used to yeah to saying it is and i think that idea is personally i think it's ridiculous because <laughs> if we take if we start taking everything yeah and framing it around the idea of race we don't build people we tear we tear down this idea, when, when people say America, right? I'm an American. When we keep on pushing this division, what we actually do is tear down the idea of America, which I think is more dangerous because it tears, what's gonna it tears happen, apart that togetherness that the country has. What's going to happen in 50, 100 years when half of the country looks like, I guess, I don't know, Stephen Curry? Okay. <laughs> like the whole country, right? Like with the integration that's going on mm-hmm. and there's not really much like with bi I don't I I understand I can't speak for biracial people, right? Mm-hmm. But I think there's always that division now whereby you're battling because you understand both sides or maybe you feel for both sides because you're connected to them, right? So if we do like you said you're building everything on race and yeah. you're trying to do that, then you're literally killing off what America's future is because America's I think it has more biracial people per capita than any other country in the world. And progressives make it seem like, you know, people like Martin Luther King that fought back then, right? This is what they wanted. But MLK wanted equality of opportunity. That's what he was fighting for. It very openly. But now we've changed from equality of opportunity to a point where Kamala Harris, a day before the election is telling us, no, no, we don't need equality of opportunity, right? <laughs> we, we need equity. So, like, if you're a black person, you need to be, you need everything that all white people have. But what you do when you do that is you take these white people and now you're saying, hey, there's a danger in your life. It's black people because we're going to now put in policy that helps them do better than you can. No, not better. Well, you, you can say not better, but if I'm a rich black person and I have all this policy that's helping me, 
I then I am in a yeah, better but place. Is the thing right? it's like we, you're person. looking at individual that boy. You're talking about the general population, and you look at the percentage of like how the wealth gap is. Mm. That's the point, right? So if the wealth wealth gap is that huge, mm. you gotta support. I mean, especially based on the history of the country. It's not just like everybody showed up and then everybody started doing what they wanted to do, and then. Um, but the but the fear, these guys went ahead, and then now you're trying yeah. to get everybody to catch. It's not like a race, like a race. Everybody on, on the, at the at the at the start line, mm-hmm. they're on the same level, and then you get to the end at the same level. Whoever gets there first is the winner, right? But this is a fixed race where other people are actually being held back constantly, right? So now what you're doing is removing all those restrictions that everybody else has and giving everybody else like the same level of opportunity to get to. Finish that right, so at the same I, time. Sounds like the Kamala so, Harris so commercial. So that sounds great. That sounds hey. that sounds great, right? Yeah, for president. That sounds amazing. What you just said sounds amazing, right? I know. So if we take that idea, yeah, right, and then let's say, okay, let's put that into policy. Affirmative action. Is affirmative action a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, give me a, a few minutes. I'll That's get fine. back. I'll get back to you on that. Yeah. <laughs> why, why are you looking on that? This actually fits in perfectly to what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. Remember, I said somebody said it. I didn't have the name of the person. Mm-hmm. This is perfect because it was actually Ida Bay Wells, New York mm-hmm. Times writer. She's the author of Sixteen Nineteen Project. Yeah, and she is actually the one who said uh, Latinos who voted for Trump basically aren't Latino. And wow. I'll just read her two tweets that she tweeted about it just so I don't mischaracterize what she was saying. Mm-hmm. So she came out. On November 3rd, after the numbers for Florida came out in Texas, and says, one day after the selection is over, I'm going to write a piece about how Latino is contrived ethnic category that artificially lumps white Cubans with black Puerto Ricans, indigenous Guatemalans, and helps explain why Latinos support Trump at the second highest rate. People are surprised how Latinos trail only whites in support of Trump, but this simply unsophisticated understanding of how Latinos as a category are created by white people. So basically, that's the end of her quotes. But basically, in summary, if you voted for Trump, the reason these people voted for Trump wasn't because they were Latinos who voted for Trump. It's because they were actually white, and that's why they voted for Trump. So instead of asking these people, why did you <laughs> vote for you, him? That's how you sum that up. <laughs> yeah. That's what she said. She said, uh, all right. she said uh, Guatemalans mm. and Cubans mm-hmm. and black Puerto Ricans, those three categories, are not Latino. Mm. They are white, but white people have told us that they're Latino. Th- those are her words. Hey, black Puerto Ricans are white? Black Puerto Ricans are not Latino. Indigenous Guatemalans are not Latino. Cubans are not Latino. Those are white people. How are black Puerto Ricans white people? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. this, honestly, it scares me because I think it's, when we look at certain things, they're actually authoritarian. Yeah. If you want to create a society of equality right not equality of opportunity but straight equality you have to put in certain authoritarian rule you have to push certain people down in society in order to push certain people up right everything has negatives i just looked up what uh the definition of affirmative action was getting back to your question yeah no problem and they say it was positive steps taken to increase the representation of women and minorities in areas of employment education and culture from which they have been historically excluded mm-hmm. i don't know who wrote this i think it's like from like a couple years ago because mm-hmm. it said of women and minorities i thought affirmative action was for african-americans 
it's not just the African Americans, no. No, but when he was put into play in, into the place back back in the day, wasn't it targeted yeah. at? I think that's the first it's, time they put. It's it funny in, that they put. People. It's funny that they put minorities. Right? I know they said women because, and minorities. Yeah, because uh, what was it? Yale, Yale recently, um, the DOJ started a lawsuit against Yale because their uh, their policy of affirmative action mm-hmm. was actually disenfranchising Asian Americans. So they were having a harder time of making it into those colleges. And so the DOJ, under, of course, you know, Trump's rule, said, hey. that's illegal. You can't do that. So you're actually hurting these people by trying to force more black people into your, into your schools. What? That's <laughs> so the question, basically, that they don't ask is, the idea is at okay, what cost? So we got, you say, we got, you we got four up, seats. We yeah. got four seats if for... If you put a quota for, for black people, you're yeah. like, okay, we have this many black people yeah. that have to go to the school. Mm. That means you're saying a certain amount of people, a certain Who amount of do white qualify people to go are to going to school. no longer qualify. Yeah, a certain yeah. amount of Asian people are going to no longer qualify. Yeah. So they're saying what's happening is that it's actually affecting Asian Americans. Well, where were they with the energy when we were being affected by their rules and, and, and their segregation? What, like Asians? No. Whoever is, is, is filing for that, the DOJ. Where were they? Where, where, where were they doing that for black people when we we're being? Uh, I just think that's because uh, uh, segregated to go to these HBCUs with no basketball courts. I just think that's because the <laughs> DOJ, the DOJ under Trump, is trying to show you how uh, affirmative action can be. They're trying to pretty much show everybody, hey, here's the problem with affirmative action. This is something I I, I, I guess um, it's not on the agenda, but just a take that I had. So during during the election, um, we got like CNN and uh, Fox, right? Yeah. I was watching CNN. I was watching Fox News uh, mm. day in, day out, trying to see what was happening, trying to get both sides of the spectrum and see what everybody else is saying about the election. You weren't watching InfoWars? No, not yet. Oh, okay. I, I that's still live? Can you find that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. told me about Justice this. Justice is excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, like but then is it, what, what, what I noticed was, um, actually, what was I going with this point? See, you can't, I'm you sorry. Can't, I'm you guys sorry. can't be doing this, man. That was my fault. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the chance I had to. Oh, man. See, you know, never mind. Ooh. <laughs> actually, like, Ooh. I literally lost my whole train of thought. <laughs> I'll bring oh, yeah. it back up when I find it. We were talking with 1619 senators. Oh, but she said that Latinos who voted for Trump aren't Latinos, so on and so forth. Mm. I don't want to really address what she said specifically, but just in general, I think that um, the party is in trouble if they don't seriously address people as individuals instead of groups. Because I think a lot of the ideas that we're saying, oh, they're too far left, where most Americans support them, but it only takes one offensive like if you go out and say if you don't vote for me you ain't black or when biden said um poor kids are just as smart as white kids it just takes one of those slips and if you're gonna group a whole group into that you're really, everyone just like oh you're man. really mad about that poor Yo, kid we're gonna, smart as i am kids. Oh, we're I gonna that. ignore everything trump said are we gonna ignore it we haven't ignored. everyone knows we yeah. talk about this all the time. But when we highlight why biden says it's not as bad exactly. as what trump no, says. but I'm, it's obvious <laughs> people voted for biden because what Trump says, when he says it, it's on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and CNN, Fox. And we all hear it. And he's serious. 
But it's Joe Biden. You're trying to crack jokes and think it's funny, and then you just kind of. It's not funny. If somebody, if a white kid's talking to me and he says the N word and he's laughing, I might be like, oh, he was just trying to joke. No, that's not funny. Depends on what context he uses it. The context context doesn't matter, yeah? (laughs) Not to me. The context doesn't matter? If somebody robbed you. If I'm walking on Walmart (laughs) and I walk past a white person and I hear them say the N word, I might look at them and I'm like, Okay, explain to me why you said that. I mean, that's not the yeah. context. You got to pick a context. Well, you have to remember, it's like, it's like, uh, yeah, the context believe, he's saying it in. I don't know who he's I talking to, was, why he's saying it. I believe it. it was the Starbucks CEO who, who said, who said, uh, yo, this is our podcast. Who said nigga, right? Oh, shit. I'm very uncomfortable now. Yeah, but the context that he said it in. <laughs> I give him applause for that. Continue, sir. That one's not yeah. getting bleeped out, too. <laughs> but when he said that, when he said that, he was saying it in a way where he was like, people should not use this word. And then said the word and got fired. That's crazy. That's right? good. So you, you, you just can't said, say people can't use this so, word and then say the word. Come on, man. So it's the context. <laughs> what the? Because it, everything in language has context. But why is it that when people say this one word, we no longer care about the context of the word? We're getting off the topic. That's fine. But I don't want to do that. I remember I remembered what I was thinking about when I say Fox I'll tell you off again. Yeah, go so ahead. with with Fox News, um there's this I guess picture that they paint of like the Black Lives Matter protests and the riots that happen right after that when people black people get killed and people go protesting, right? Mm-hmm. And there's the fear mongering into like if you literally watch Fox News re- religiously you think there's a terrorist group that walks walking around burning down buildings in your city, mm. right? But when you, I guess, on the other side of, of uh, the, the 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 spectrum, yeah, right. You're like, these people are going there for a good cause, but there's some bad apples. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love the bad apples. They say that about the cops too. There's <laughs> a couple bad apples, um, but but yeah, so. What 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 I do what what I did realize was that um, the way that everything is portrayed to you, right? And people like you, I think we're talking about like grouping people into certain things, right? Like the suburban people or the people who live in like Beverly Hills, something like that. And mm-hmm. you own a store or a couple, you own like a chain, yeah, right? And all of them get like snatched up on. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Something that happened like halfway across the country we talked about on the kickback, right? Yeah. It's it's infuriating. Cause now you're like, I don't know why y'all thought this was gonna be the solution to this problem. Mm. So, and you just cost me money, so I don't even care what you're talking about. Mm. And that I think will also bring rise to, I guess, other people mm. who are entrepreneurs or like business owners looking at Trump as someone who's standing for what they believe in. Cause then he'll call these people hooligans. who will call these people like these rioters, like 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 uh, terrorists, I guess, domestic terrorists or whatever. I don't know if he said that mm. allegedly. So you basically you're well, saying that um the people like the Yang was talking about Andrew Yang. Yeah, these people are underserved. No, they he's in the Democrat Party. They're afraid because they're angry. They don't know exactly what the solution is, but they buy if anybody gives them a the reason. They're like, you know what? You're poor because of Mexicans. Yeah. They don't really care to look into like exactly what's going on, what caused this. Just please tell me who's at fault now. I'm mad at somebody. Yeah. If the, all the Democrats need to do is give them the actual reason they're at where they are. If you live in Ohio and you now have a heroin addiction, your wife wants to leave you, you don't have a job, kid can't get into university, you lost your family farm. Somebody comes up to you and says, 
you know why this is happening, right? People who live in Los Angeles voted for Biden because they want to destroy you. <laughs> what? I'm voting for Trump. Yeah. Like, look at this person and be like, even, this person's racist. He even, hates gay people. No, nah, he's just poor. Killer Mike. Off. Killer Mike talked about this. Where he talked about why uh, Trump building the wall was actually beneficial for black America. Right? Because he said that the people that, and this is not to like paint a picture saying that Mexicans are not qualified, but the, the regular Mexican who does go through the, the procedure of migrating, like the immigration process, right, goes to America and goes and builds something and they become whatever opportunities they, they're faced with, right? But the ones that are like jumping and, 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 and sneaking into the country and doing this stuff, right, for the most part, they don't have a lot of papers. And what that does is all the low-level jobs or like the, 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 the manual labor jobs that you can just train someone for three weeks and they can learn the job. They don't really need to be speaking the language. They're just doing those jobs, right? If a, a business owner can pay half, if I can pay 10 bucks under the table for something that's supposed to be 20 bucks an hour, that's great for my business. So they're undercutting the black people who are in those communities that actually are qualified to work those jobs, right? So when Trump is saying build the wall and stop these people from coming in, yeah. the Democrats are going to paint it as a racist. And, 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 and I mean, he did talk about the MS-13 and say that they were rapists and, and, and this and that, right? Which... That's Trump. He's not the best orator. And black people in America have been generally, mm -hmm. and I say generally because it's not like everybody, of course, uh, anti-immigration anyways. Right? Because of what I, you're saying. I heard Ice Cube. Because of what Ice you're Cube saying. Ice Cube is anti-immigration. Right? It's the, it's the idea that if I'm struggling in a nation I was born in, mm -hmm. how can somebody come in here and then do well? And I continue to struggle. That's uh, That's unfair. So... Black people have been generally anti-immigration because of those reasons. Yeah. Right? And you brought up something about before, sorry, about like the news. Yeah. Right? And I think the new I think what happens in today's world is extremist views get views. And that's how the news organizations get paid. Bars. <laughs> Shout out to Leo. <laughs> When's the mixtape dropping, bro? Yeah. This is the mixtape. What are you this talking about? This is the mixtape, right? Extremist so, views get more views. You write so, views with views, bro. <laughs> So, I like if you that. Look at, so if you look at CNN when the protests are happening, right, and I'm talking about the Black Lives Matter protests, you'll see that CNN is like, man, there's nothing wrong with these protests. These people, as you see, it's largely peaceful. Yeah, that building is burning over there, but man, this is largely peaceful. And nobody's wearing a mask. And, and they're not even talking about that. They don't talk about it at all. <laughs> yeah. But then when you go watch Fox, right, they'll show you the worst of the worst people. Man, if you, and, they, and Tucker Carlson... Especially, yeah, he'll show you videos <laughs> of some of the most disgusting things you've ever seen in your life. Look at these animals, right? So yeah. imagine if you, if you every single day, right? You're you're already a somebody who is, let's say, really right leaning. Yeah. You're on edge, and you're like, I don't want to watch CNN. I don't believe in that garbage, right? And you're watching Tucker Carlson and Tommy Lauren every, every single day. So every single day, you're watching. And you're like, man. These people are trying to tear down my country. Yep. And it's funny because Barack Obama said it on Letterman too, where he was saying, Americans, the problem is today, everybody lives in a different world. Because my phone shows me exactly what I want to see. Shout out to Barack Obama. Yeah, shout out to Barack Obama. One time on the podcast. <laughs> but like, 
your phone shows you exactly what you want to see. If I want, if I'm a conservative, I'm gonna follow conservative pages, right? I'm going to only go to conservative things, especially on Facebook. And then algorithms too, man. That's Absolutely. all you're seeing. Every, every, every are, ad is like... Yeah, it's like, oh, you like... N-words in your neighborhood. It's like, oh, you searched up QAnon yesterday? <laughs> Put up to 10. <laughs> are you mad yet? But I, I want to address what you said, something about um, Latinos, right? And how they feel... Oh, sorry, black people on the border with Killer Mike. And how well, well I mean, not all black people, but that's what Killer Mike was saying with yeah, how yeah. Uh, the build the wall or like stricter immig- uh, I guess immigration laws. immigration laws on people that are uh, illegals would help the local black people actually get more money because now they're getting paid their worth in whatever industry that they're not being undercut by illegal aliens and there's also like a wave of Latinos now legal Latinos who vote for things like strict regulation for the border yeah because they feel like these people are coming in but it's not that they're taking their jobs because the Cato Institute yeah. did a study on this about employment right and the idea that Mexicans come into America and take jobs from anyone it's is completely dumb. false. Americans don't want those jobs. Right now, what there is, is not even Americans don't want those jobs. They don't. There's a, it's true. They don't want those jobs. Americans actually need more workers. The unemployment rate, while Trump is being president, I, I don't, don't worry about it if it's because of Trump, because of Obama, because of, forget that. Just the numbers. There are less unemployed people in America before pre-COVID under Trump than there were when he came into presidency. The average income for Americans went up across the board, right? So if you're a Mexican, legally came to America, went through the papers, we use our families, for example, actually. We moved to Canada. We had to work, get our papers, apply. It took us seven, eight years. Then we're citizens. We didn't have to do anything. We just had to exist and live. Our, our parents. He's got taken the credit. Yeah. So we yeah. had to struggle. No, I got you. I got our you. Parents Million man go, march. Had to go through all that work. <laughs> Maybe and then let's say someone in Zimbabwe right now yeah. flies to Canada, no paperwork, they can get a job, they can't be deported, they have access to free public health care. Now us, as people who went through the process, are mad and we say, bro, build that wall. But now the perception would be like, oh, it's because they want to steal our jobs. That's not what's happening. It's people who feel like it's, it's unfair. It's not that they're stealing jobs. It's also like, that's not what's happening. Like, it's just like, unfair. Like when, when you go through like the proper uh, immigration process, right? Mm-hmm. They do vetting and they do like certain requirements. Like you talk about Canada, they they require like professionals, right? You can't just be some guy who's chilling under a tree. Canada vets heavy. Yeah, so you can't be some guy chilling under a tree in Botswana and then being like hop on a plane and then kind of like, hey, <laughs> I've been sitting under a tree for the last 15 years, but I want to come and, and contribute to your economy. Yeah. Like, my how? brother's an international student right now. Mm. Or not now. He, he graduated. Yeah. And he's trying to get, because he was here for a student visa, so you can stay as long as you are, as long as you're a student. Yeah. He's no longer a student. You know how much you have to pay to lawyers? What's his SIN number? To con- <laughs> <laughs> you know how much it'll cost in lawyer fees to yeah. get but, him to become a citizen. With 2020 and, and, and the, I guess, modified way of schooling, you can just sign up for, like, uh, I guess, some course online. He's trying to work. <laughs> Boy, yeah, just work. be the course you do one hour a week. You know what I'm saying? Be a student <laughs> for like ten years. <laughs> my, my point is, it's gonna be a know, hard know, for him. Yeah, it's gonna be to difficult. be a legit citizen. And yeah. if I don't know how he feels about it, maybe we can get him on the podcast. Yep. He might feel very pissed off if he knew somebody his age in Zimbabwe can just pull up right now and get everything that he's gotten without going through those channels. So it's not a case of not having empathy. You don't care about these people. It's just like, listen, this is the law. This is what we have to go through. I think America should make it easier for these people to become citizens. Don't just block them all out. 
but I don't think the Another policy thing of is the social hard is, is wrong. The I'm, social impact of it, right? So, like, you look, look at it, xenophobia. Uh, South Africa is pretty notorious for this. Yeah. Um, a couple, I think it was last week. Oh, no, no, last month, actually. I was on Twitter, and there was um, a, a trend or a trending topic about Zimbabweans are killers, right? Yeah. And, I mean, growing up in Zimbabwe and being around Zimbabwe my whole life, I thought we were one of the most peaceful uh, 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 we're mad peaceful. Passive we, we people. had a guy who was president for how many years, and we couldn't get rid of him. We're mad exactly peaceful. right. But then there's always these people that sneak into the country, and then mm-hmm. they don't have any qualifications, and then they rob people or they they doing all these things that are illegal to get their their, their, their money, right? Yep. And then they paint a picture on Zimbabweans when they get caught. Mm-hmm. So now, if you're a professional Zimbabwean, you're walking into your your law firm or whatever, everybody around you is like, oh, Zimbabweans are killers on Twitter. And they're mm-hmm. looking at you like, oh, good morning, Lee. <laughs> yeah, <it's> one of them. <laughs> you yeah, know what exactly, I'm saying? Yeah. You're one of those guys, right? Mm-hmm. That makes you feel some type of way. Like, yo, why y'all keep letting these people who don't even have the qualifications to get in or who don't even know the process or who don't have to get through everything, all the hoops that I had to jump in mm-hmm. and go through to get to where I am now. And now they're making me have to be uncomfortable around everywhere I'm going because now I got to worry about being attacked just because I'm a Zimbabwean and I'm known in the community because I'm active. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now when they attack a Zimbabweans, you're not going to go for the fine Zimbabweans across the country or in, in where they are robbing people with all the guns. Yeah, It's a guy who lives next door. He's Zimbabwean. Screw this guy. <laughs> so and, you're putting me at risk. Yeah, and, and really I think it's also a problem of like, I, I'm not so sure about South Africa, but when we're talking about Canada and the U.S., mm-hmm. it's it's a problem of uh, the actual immigration system is weak. Because the Canadian immigration system, not just immigration system, our systems in general yeah. are very strong. Like unreasonably strong. When you strong. said weak, I, I, I mean, you're talking about the U.S. Yeah, no, yeah, the U.S. is weak. In I mean, Canada, we got, we got, we got like you a, can't live like ten percent. You can't live in Canada. Strong. Yeah. <laughs> You can't actually make any money here without going through the government, <laughs> right? Yeah. In the U.S. Legal money. In the U.S., there are college students from other countries who are there who have jobs, who aren't paying any taxes, who are living their entire lives in the United States. There are people from Mexico who will grow up in the U.S., right? And they're not, they don't pay any taxes, you can't live and not pay taxes in Canada. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So our systems are so strong. Yeah. It covers up for a lot of those things. And then the US because they their systems are still it, quite it, weak because they have so many people. Exactly. I think it has to do to with the, with of. how they manage COVID too, right? We talked That's, about New yeah. Zealand and all these other countries like Sweden mm-hmm. and how they were able to I guess go through the pandemic and I mean Sweden didn't even shut down, right? They just kind of like yeah, New Zealand <laughs> got to zero point zero zero percent. Yeah, and they let you know about the extra zeros for no reason. Yeah, I, but what I'm saying like so with with America, it's like we look at it, and we judge it from people who have sixty million people uh, population total, and it's a country with three hundred sixty million people mm-hmm. with that with such a uh, I guess a divisive history. I mean, every country has it, right? Mm-hmm. But America gets so I guess it, it gets so that it becomes extra. Because of how everybody has eyes on it. So we're speaking on American issues from Canada. Yeah. Right? And we're talking about the black experience of Americans from Canada. And then we got people in UK, 
uh, New Zealand. You got people who talk about the elections, uh, pundits from all over the world looking at American nations like, yo, what, why would these guys do this? So they're, they're, you know how we talked about like celebrities and how like they're under a microscope and we notice every single thing that's wrong about them? Yeah. yeah. Canada has a really messed up history uh, regarding its indigenous population. Oh, yeah, for right? sure. Yes. But that's not the front line of what Canada, people are like, oh, Canada's so nice. <laughs> that, that's that's the branding of Canada. Everyone on the board is that Canada's so nice. But yeah. look into the history of where did Canada come from and what's the history behind that? It's like, mm. oh wow, I can't believe South Africa actually came here. I mean, a couple of countries too, but came here and grabbed the appetite uh, 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 structure from Canada and said, you know what, you guys are killing it. <laughs> and I, you guys are amazing. We're gonna go and improve yeah. this and and and, and, and create the the, the guest the. The worst appetite system in modern history, but Canada was one of the founders of that. I, I I will go ahead and clarify my statement before, and I said like Canada systems are just better. Mm. I think a part of it is because is actually because Canada didn't experience the growth that the United States did. Yeah. So because the United States, as a country economically and population wise, flourished so quickly. They still have all these long-standing they, they, issues. They didn't have the process, yeah. right? They didn't have the time to build that stuff. Yeah. In Canada, those like those it's, it's, basically it's no like one going here, viral. There's, there's still basically no a plan. One <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our country like, is still like, mostly like catch me outside, girl. Yeah, catch me outside or ICJ fish. Yeah. ICJ fish. Like, yo, I just made a song and people love me now. Now, now what? Oh, even know what? These nuts. Remember these nuts? <laughs> oh, this guy's still pumping. <laughs> well, then, but then we see like what? Okay. I remember these people's names. <laughs> you say Wolven the Great. <laughs> so why do you why do you guys why do you guys I, think, that, I thought it was coming yo, from your forget voice? Forget Wolven the Great, man. Why do you guys think <laughs> yo, why do you guys think that um that like that anti immigrant sentiment is growing worldwide though? So like we see it even here in Canada where there's like nobody in the country. We need more yeah. workers exponentially, but we still have an anti immigrant sentiment growing here. We see it in Britain. We see it in the U.S. so strongly. Because some immigrants are wilding, bro. <laughs> I don't think I'm, that's the I'm reason. An but that's, I'm an immigrant, I'll let, I'll let so I can stuff. say that. Yeah, we're all so, immigrants. Some, some just groups, for the record. No, because yeah. there's some people that do come. And then, you, I mean, it's also like we talked about CNN and Fox News being able to portray certain uh, uh, ethnicities or certain demographics a certain way, right? Mm -hmm. So you look at Toronto and you look at uh, uh, these like big cities and high crime rate and then they tell you that oh this is happening on the north side or it's happening on the south side or it's happening on this side of the city and you know what demographic is big in that <laughs> side no of the city right yeah. whenever you're around people from that group mm -hmm. i'm gonna say in toronto i don't know if i'm comfortable around a lot of black people okay <laughs> <laughs> you can say you lived in Toronto, I, and you're telling me uh, your history. I've never lived in Toronto. Tell me where you've been. Yeah, I mean, I didn't live in Toronto. I live outside Toronto. I but whenever I went there, there was were, a different, there was different experience with the black people the, that live in Toronto. Yes, you were in the GTA, so you can say Toronto. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not Tory <laughs> You saw the real Toronto. I'm not you about to claim to Toronto where I'm not from. There. <laughs> but I think like, you asked the question: Why is the sentiment rising around the world? Yeah, I think if you go country by country, it's different for each one. But one thing that's overarching over all of them is. I think that it's complexity or the truth dodges complexity. It's not going to be black and white. It's going to be gray. When we talk about politics, for example, in the States, either 
you're racist and you hate people who are coming in, or you want to open the borders, have no immigration policy whatsoever, and let everyone in. <laughs> no immigration. If you're no in the middle, policy. if you're yeah, if you're if you're if you're a Democrat, <laughs> yeah, you can't come out and say, you know what, I don't think Trump is right on the wall, but I think we should let less people in or slow down the process. You say that, you're done. If you're a Republican, you say the wall is wrong. I think it's not useful. I think we should make it easier for these people to get into the country. You're done. You're done. You have to choose a side, and that's why we're getting further and further apart. So I don't think people, like the people who vote, are getting more extreme. Yeah. We just have two options that are yeah. more extreme. Well, that's, that's, that's the way the United States politics was built, which, is, which has so many problems, right? It's, you have people who grow up conserv- like, like a Republican, not even conservative. They say, I'm a Republican. My dad was a Republican. His dad was a Republican, right? So, and then you have it on the other side as well. I don't want to make it seem it's just like Republicans that are doing yeah, that. Yeah, it's yeah. on both sides. So when you see that, I think that's where you see the difference in like Canada. We see that same, uh, you know, we have some of those same issues. But then at the same time in Canada, people, when they vote, you're not, you, you don't feel like you're voting for the Liberal Party or just the Conservative Party. You know what I mean? You're voting for Trudeau. And what his and what his platform is, and I think that's why so many people don't vote because they don't care to find out those things. And it's easy for his his policies to not be controversial. He doesn't have to say, mm-hmm. "I love the immigrants." It's not that big of an issue he because we have don't to. have Mexico at our border. Exactly. But if you go to like Germany, for example, those Syrian refugees. Well, we got Americans. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have some <laughs> on both sides. But in, in Europe, you asked about Europe. Uh, yeah. yeah. If you have people from Syria. People mm-hmm. from Iraq, Iran, mm-hmm. who are moving up and trying to get into Europe to escape disaster. These are refugees escaping economic disaster, persecution. And when they get to your country, you're like, okay, wait, bro. There's 20,000 people mm-hmm. coming into my country. Unassociated, I also lost my job. The EU is seeing a lot of financial ruin because of what happened to Greece, Spain. So a lot of the countries in the EU aren't doing well financially. So if you live in Germany, you're not doing well, and you see a bunch of immigrants coming in, you put two and two together, a politician says, well, you're not doing well. It's not because of our monetary policy. It's not because of bad trade deals. It's not because of our taxation uh, policy is not right. It's because of the immigrants. Everyone around the world, no matter what country it is, I think everyone wants to find out who's at fault, and no one wants to say it's me. No one wants to say I'm where I am because of myself, Politicians don't want to say that. What if I'm not? And individuals don't want to say that. What if I'm not there because of myself? What if I'm the, actually there because of immigrants? <laughs> well, if you say you're there because of immigrants, <laughs> the data, at least, at least what I've seen, yeah, says it's not like I said from the Cato yeah, Institute when they see the unemployment speaking of numbers. Data and polls, that is not always correct. Well, True. after the fact, it is correct because we're just looking at stats of what happened. But here's the thing: I think it's important for whoever's in office to bring in as much immigrants as they can. And allow them to be citizens, because then wherever you bring in from whatever struggling country they <laughs> they come from, they're gonna be loyal to you forever. Well, like, not think necessarily, because oh. what's happening in like in the UK is probably the biggest example where you have people who are extremists. They come into the country and they believe in Islam. And uh, I don't know if you listen to Sam Harris. There are some people who Man, look at. If one of you guys ask me for this Sam, <laughs> Sam Harris, Harris one more time today, I, this will be the last time I ask you this, Sam Harris. But today, his philosophy, <laughs> his philosophy on um, religion, like Islam, yeah, he thinks fundamentally it's wrong. 
Yeah. And there's a lot of people who have that step. He's not a Christian. He's an atheist. He doesn't believe in religion. Oh, yeah. Totally. But there's a belief into some people that, okay, if you bring somebody in, for example, who believes in one, two, and three. Yeah. But our country doesn't believe in one, two, and three. By definition, there is going to be conflict. Yeah. Some people put that conflict, oh, they're going to blow us up, whatever. No. There's just, they're going to be strife no matter what. And some people think that. They're going to be going through their Twitter and seeing OnlyFans. Some people would rather take the easy route of saying, um, like what? let's put you back on that boat and let you sink in the ocean than to bring you in and go through the tough process of integrating people into our society. Because it's not easy. The easier thing to say is, you're immigrants, uh, you're going to ruin my life, get out of here. It's easy yeah. to blame the immigrants. Like, it's a thing. We always look for someone to point the finger at, right? Exactly. So we remove the immigrants out of the equation. Blame the new kid. Right? Mm. Remove the immigrants out of the equation. I can't get a job. It has to be someone's fault. Exactly. So if, if the <laughs> immigrants the are not there, someone's fault. it's going to be oh these minorities. And it happens. If the minorities are not there, it's going to be, oh, these Democrats. So it's like, yeah. I think uh, Kanan, I don't know if you guys know the artist Kanan from Canada. He's from Toronto, yeah, yeah. He did the Waving Flag song for the World Cup. Yeah. He featured in a song called Tribal War with uh, Damien Marley and Nas. And he talks about... Uh, um, the, the, Basically, the idea of, 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 of how tribalism works, right? So he goes, it's me and my nation against the world, and me and my clan against the nation, and me and my fam against the clan, right? Mm. And then and That's me and my hard. brother with no hesitation go against the fam until they cave in. Now, who's left in this deadly equation? That's right. It's me against my brother. Then we point the Kalashnikov and kill one another, right? Mm. So he's, he's literally breaking down how... We go from like, oh, these immigrants, but remove the immigrants, gonna be like, oh, these these guys, like it's, it's these 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 uh, white people, these Mexicans or whatever. Yeah. Remove those guys. Oh, is these Zimbabweans from the Matabeland or Mashonaland or Manikaland or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, remove those guys. It's you against your neighbor. Remove the neighbor. It's you against whoever's in there next to you because it's always gonna be conflict. Yeah. So. I think it's 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 a reach for us to always try to like paint the picture of of, of like uh, uh, the biggest issues that we face in our daily lives is based on uh, um, the immigration policies. I mean, that's a really good example. What, like what 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 we care about right now is what was being highlighted, what's being said to us by media, right? Mm-hmm. But remove that. Now you're looking at oh, we're not. I don't I, I don't get a loan from a bank. But no immigrants are working at the bank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so who who do I blame from that? Right, right. And then you're like, oh, I'm trying to move into this neighborhood with oh, uh, like it's like a, a Asian American neighborhood now in Vancouver, and it's like really nice. And then the the realtors are just not giving me a chance. Yeah. And you're like, who's who's to blame at that point? And I think that like, because you basically what you're saying is that the what the issue we're addressing. Mm-hmm. is the one that's most convenient for people to push towards us. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is what we should be fighting for, yeah, right? Yeah. And that's why when, because again, I'm assuming Biden won, it's done. I'm going to assume that for us to pod. Yeah, God. Hey. When he beat Donald Trump, I wasn't as excited as most people that I saw or talked to. Not yeah. because of a, a problem with Joe Biden per se, mm-hmm. but I looked at who he wanted to bring in, and one of the people he wanted to hire was uh, Susan Rice for Foreign Affairs. And she's the lady who advised Barack Obama to go into Libya, to have a strike on Libya, 
and to basically get rid of their government, implement democracy over there, right? But these Libyan people, when they become refugees and get on boats and try to get into Greece, try to get into Germany, try to get into the EU, mm-hmm. instead of saying, okay, why did you leave your country? What happened? What can make it so that you don't have to leave your country? We say, Germany, what are you doing? You guys are racist. You're not letting them in. Greece, what are you doing? Said, but why are they there? People are in the administration right now, are getting jobs right now, who are literally the reason these people are fleeing their countries. Yeah. So I mean, we should address I mean, more. Why are they leaving their country unless yeah. what happens when they get to the EU? Why do they have to leave? And what can we do to make sure they don't have to leave in the first place? I think when you look at... Okay, so I'm... That you, that's a good point. I, I'm a huge uh, supporter of of immigration. Obese. Of immigration, <laughs> especially when it comes to like Canada, because like, like before I said, we're we're just tundra. We need more people. Yeah. <laughs> but so like, wh- I was really happy when I heard that Trudeau was going to bring in. Uh, a large amount of people from Syria. I can't remember the exact amount of. It was ten thousand people. Exact number. Two hundred fifty. Looked up. Yeah, and I, I know a, a lot million. of a lot of people were angry about that, but I was generally, I was actually generally, I, like, I was very excited mm-hmm. because I was like, okay, I love that we're a part of a country that can see the issues going around the world and actually do something to help. Yep. So thirty-nine thousand. Something really reasonable. Really. Yeah. That's that a lot a of people. Million. <laughs> No, maybe it's a quarter million like of total immigration, oh, okay. thirty nine thousand uh, just yeah. from Syria. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when you see, so when you when people get mad about immigrants in general, I don't understand it when it's countries that have the space for immigrants. In yeah, the United like States, in the United like States, room, I think man. the issue like they go to Saskatchewan or something. Yeah, we got room. But Greece, <laughs> Greece does not have room. Greece, but the problem, he's a problem. Yeah. But he's that's a problem. why I'm happy Canada does. He's a problem. We do, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Where, do, where, where do immigrants go when they show up to Canada? Like mostly Ontario. Um, on, uh, Ontario, Ontario is overpopulated. Ontario, Ontario BC, I think are the. I mean, if, to, if right? you're like, 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 like refugees. And Quebec. Yeah, Ontario, BC, Quebec, I believe. Who's going to BC as a refugee? BC is so Vancouver. expensive, bro. Uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of Asian, a lot of people from the Asian continent. continent go to. Uh, man, they're not refugees. BC. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're talking about immigrants. We're talking about immigration. <laughs> I'm talking about refugees. I'm talking about right. like, the human, humanitarian no, even, side even of it, right? They're tax no, no, refugees. No, no, refu- even refugees. <laughs> the tax in China is crazy, bro. They're yeah, tax even refugees. refugees. Yeah. Yo, if you if you're a refugee. And you go to, one to of those Vancouver. Places in the world. You deserve to get sent back to your country. <laughs> Send them back. I don't care. <laughs> no, but no, no. I'm just kidding. No. Uh, um, what, what I was saying was, you look at where those people actually go and populate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gonna be areas like the GTA, Toronto, right? Yeah. Which also You're now, correct, sir. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I actually, I, I worked in... in, in, in say in, in, what uh, you're looking at. What are you looking at? Just say it. <laughs> uh, it's basically a heat map on Canada.com of yeah. where immigrants land. Mm-hmm. Sorry, where, where refugees land. And basically, Ottawa is lit up red. And the rest, of the, the rest of the country just has like a few dots here and there. There's some people in Yellowknife. I don't know why you're pulling up over there. Yeah. But it all seems like <laughs> it's... got a fetish for snow. South Ontario <laughs> and Quebec. Okay. Yeah, Southern Ontario is crazy, right? So... It's 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 not yeah. a knock on the refugees. I mean, it's also the most diverse part of the country. 
So you're more likely to find people that do look like you and do understand what you're going through in that part of the country. Mm-hmm. So that that's understandable. But what that does to that part of the country is you got so many people who are coming in with like very different experiences in life. Yeah. Right? That's going to cause a lot of conflict. Um, you hear a lot of wild stories about stuff happening like um, uh, like honor killings and stuff in Ontario. Really? Yeah. Like summarize? Like, like I remember back when we were, when we were, yeah. Like, Samurais in Ontario? <laughs> I guess. Huh? <laughs> they got say, so they got honor killings? No, no, no. Like, like oh. people killing, like, yeah, like, for religious reasons. Oh. You heard about the like, teacher who got his head like chopped that. off in yeah. France? Yeah, or, like, people, or there was a, recently, like, um, I can't remember his name, the guy who, who was in, I believe it was Nova Toronto. Nova Scotia guy? In Toronto. A shooter? No, 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 in Toronto, who was, who was, like, killing gay people on purpose. Like he was going around trying to find people who were gay, like going into gay communities and you stuff mean like Jeffrey that. Jeffrey Dahmer. But but I think what that the reason that happens is like what you're saying. Yeah, you have people with uh, the viewpoints in that area vary so widely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're gonna have a lot of conflict because now you got people who are very left leaning, extreme, mm-hmm. and people who are right leaning, extreme, yeah. living in the same apartment complex, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, you also got people who are uh, native to this country that are who feel like they're not getting treated the way they should be. But then you got people right, coming so, in, yeah. yeah. But people who coming in from Syria getting hotels for as long as they need until they're able to find a accommodation. I actually, never on, thought of that on 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 on, on tax on tax uh, taxpayers' uh, money. Yo, when you say it that way, yeah, that's that's something. That's Fox News right there. You know, I've been watching a lot of Fox <laughs> yeah, News. We don't think enough about Native, Native Canadians. Huh? I, I think I say this all the time, but I still never really go into it and like research the 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 reaction to certain things. Yeah. From the Native community specifically. Mm. I always I look at black Canadians, white Canadians, immigrants, Chinese Canadians. How black, often do okay, I stop for a second? Stop for a second. We're black Canadians. We're black, black who live in Canada. Canadians? Shout out to Dwayne Johnson. Do you, uh, Johnson's a, dad. do you consider yourself a black Canadian? I'm black and I'm Canadian. Yeah, I'm a black do Canadian. you consider yourself like a Zimbabwean Canadian? I'm like if somebody asked you, would you African like, you Canadian? Think, bro. If somebody asked yeah. me like, where I'm from, I'd be like, I'm Zimbabwean. Yes, because I know why they're Zimbabwean, asking. But I'm saying like, <laughs> do you? You ain't from here. I can't say I'm Canadian. Where's the birth certificate, bro? If you're trying to organize yourself, right? Would you say that you are a black Canadian? I would. I don't, I've never called myself a black Canadian. Well, I'm a Canadian. You are a black Canadian. Zimbab- who originally Lee, is from Zimbabwe? When you when, when you were in Canadian. Kansas and they asked you to fill out a form, would I was you black. would you say African American? Uh, that's the only thing that was on there. So that's all. That was my only choice, <laughs> like, man. If you had like the census to you right now, they say, "What race yeah. are you?" You check yeah. out black. Yeah. Are you Canadian citizen? Yes. Okay, you're black Canadian. I wouldn't okay. say it because okay. I don't like. I don't classify myself like, hello, I'm yeah. Justin Bayua, the black Zimbabwean Canadian, and like break down. The only you reason, should. The only reason I ask black that. Power. Should I? The, the only reason I ask that is because I'll I think, think in Canada, more, especially more than the U.S., but in the United States, you are black, white, Asian, mm-hmm. uh, Latino. That's it. Those are the, you're one of those things. Uh, if you're black. And what you if you're from, native? Or a native, yeah. <laughs> See, there, there we go. That was my point. <laughs> we I'm always do this. No, but I'm saying natives. like if you're if you're black in America, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares that I'm from Zimbabwe. I'm a black. I'm black Ex- in America. Th- this guy I worked with, uh, he's from Brooklyn. This guy Trocon. Yeah. And he tells me story. He's from Liberia. <laughs> he called out the dude's name. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell his name. I'm <laughs> yeah, sure he'd love me to share this story. This guy, he's from yeah. Brooklyn. He moved from Liberia to Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. At the age of 13 or 14. 
and the way he was treated by black Americans from Brooklyn was appalling. I'm using Stephen A. Smith word. They treated this guy the same way you would expect he expected coming from Africa. White people would treat him because mm. black Americans saw him and say, "Now nah, you're not black like us. This is an African booty stature." He said, "Quote for quote, African hey, you, booty stature." You, you have one person saying right here who no. felt that way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I moved here when I was 17, 18. It was different. You felt that way in Canada. Me. Yeah, really. Go it wasn't on. even just. You should go move to America. People look at you and say, "Like, oh, this guy, he's not." Just it's not black. that. It's just that you would gravitate towards circles of more immigrants. So I ended up being okay. friends with more people from Syria, uh, Jordan. But like here, uh, you have um, that Chad. opportunity. Yeah, you do have that. But it's different than America, obviously, yeah. right? But I guess the the the, the African American or the Afro Canadian community or the Black Canadians, mm-hmm. right? It's not to 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 put a light on them, but there's also this like social hierarchy thing, right? Whereby now because you may look at the world differently. You may speak different, or you may understand things differently than us than, than we do. It's just normal. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hang around people that don't understand the world the way I do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's good. It's better for me to do that because then now I got a, a perspective. I got perspective, right? You want to be comfortable, but you want to be comfortable. I don't want to run in conflict every single day with someone who's either conservative or super uh, uh, liberal. When I'm just centric. That's why I was pressing him on the idea of being a black Canadian, right? Because mm-hmm. because we're here. I'm, I'm like, okay, we're Zimbabweans, right? Yeah. And the reason why, the honest truth, that we found each other is because we're Zimbabweans. So even though we you found can, each other? <laughs> this, is like, like, this is like, but like if you, I if feel you tried, like when I found you, you, I was able to be the man I'm supposed to be. This yeah. is like Moana. Like a bachelor. Or Moana was trying to find Maui. I, <laughs> but the like, edge of the water, long as. <laughs> but like, if you, if I ask you who you, um, who you associate with, yeah. I don't think you associate with a lot of Libyan Canadians. I don't think you associate with a lot of. You don't know with me. With a lot of Ghanaian Canadians. Yeah, man, you don't know why I'm in there, bro. I, I, okay. <laughs> but, 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 like, you know, yeah, I think right, I associate right, with more right. Nigerian Canadians than Zimbabwean Canadians. Go to. Go to Wichita, go to Wichita, Kansas, and try to see what the Zimbabwean community is like there. Good luck. You're just a black person in America. Did you ask if there were Zimbabweans? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, uh, Kansas is an extreme, though, man. We gotta talk about the, you know, the, the actual cities. Yeah, man. Kansas. Uh, first of all, like Wichita saying, it's like, it's, is a city. Uh, uh. <laughs> it's like saying, oh, go ask to St. Albert and go look for the Zimbabwean community. Go to Atchison and find the Zimbabweans. No, I'm saying the reason why we have like a Zimbabwean community is because we we gravitate towards people who are like us. Gravitate to major cities. So to say a black, yeah, well, no, no not even a major <laughs> city. Most of the Zimbabweans I, I met are met like that I know. Well, <laughs> a lot of them is because we were, yeah, is because we were in a sanctuary. We were in a sanctuary. Type. No, but I mean, like for me moving here, yeah, I would live in a place like Hamilton, which is like an hour away from Toronto. So I, I Which know, is a sanctuary town. I know a lot of people yeah. who are Zimbabwean who live in Toronto, right? Mm-hmm. And then you move to Edmonton, which is a major major city. And then if I'm going to go to BC, I'm going to go to Vancouver. I'm not but just even, going to some random. But even if you go to Vancouver, right? I would assume you know you know you know some Zim people in Vancouver. Yeah, because I'm saying all the so I'm moving to the cities. Yeah, that are major. Mm-hmm. Because Zimbabweans or foreigners are, are gravitating to these major cities. Yeah. Like we have a picture of 
what living life in in America would be like or in the Western world, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna go and live in Kansas. <laughs> Why not? You got a choice about the whole country. <laughs> Why I'm not? not? Live, huh? Why not? Because all I see on TV is not Kansas. So when I say I'm gonna go oh, live okay. in America, okay, I get what you're saying it's, it's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not. There's no large city there that you're like, oh hey, this is a really cool city that I heard about in in Kansas. No, I'm, I'm saying like I'll, I'll I'll try to go live in like New York or like yeah, LA yeah. or, or Seattle culture. or something yeah. because that's the thing that you've seen whether whether it's that's what's been sold to you. So when you're moving, yeah, I was about like to say, you like, never had Kansas sold to you. Exactly. So I mean, shout out to uh superman and what's that show smallville oh smallville oh yeah you're right yeah, <laughs> the way they the way they make kansas <laughs> the biggest part out of kansas it was a giant that told me not to go to kansas that was the whole place <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. a lot of barns out here <laughs> <laughs> some bald guys trying to take over the world but i but that but and i weird think, stuff but i think america does a does a very good job not anymore and i think that's why we're talking about these issues of divisiveness so much they, they used to do a very good job of assimilating people. So you showed up to America, mm-hmm. and what it, what would eventually happen to you is you become more and more American, right? But when you live in Canada, Canada's not trying to make you... There is a whole joke where people call this place Hotel Canada. You come here, you get your citizenship, you live your life, and then you go retire at home. <laughs> you get hey, what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Why, but in why, America... Why, why are you giving away the playbook, man? <laughs> Who's a man does this? <laughs> you said, why give You know, but but in American people go there and you see you see the the children of immigrants who who join the military because they say I want to fight for my country. No. So they really feel this this ownership of their country that that in some way I'm actually kind of sad that in Canada we don't have that ownership. America is an idea. I hate I think we got to to this yeah. point with uh, uh the Devlin interview. Mm. Right where he was talking about how he grew up outside of and all these other places. That's a perfect. That's a great exactly. Example. But then the idea of that I'm American, and mm. even though I'm on a, I'm a, on a military base, yeah, right. It's 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 still tying you to this idea of what America is and what it should be. Yeah, Canada is it an idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are we really an idea? I get what like you're. I, yeah, I, and I completely agree with what you're saying. So when I see somebody like, like Devlin, right? Yeah. Shout um, out to Devlin, by the way. Devlin yeah, Polite, yeah the big homie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When I see somebody like him, who spends so much time outside of the United States, but still has a, an an obvious love for his country. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's where I think in Canada we have this huge lack of patriotism, and I I can't stand. When I talk to other immigrants and they say, oh, man, I can't wait to go back to my country. It's like, yo, this is your country. Yo, I think also we got a lot of snow, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to be patriotic in the winter. (laughs) (laughs) It's a cold summer. (laughs) It's hard to be patriotic when it's freezing outside, man. Like, you know what, man? I remember when I used to sit on the beach all day in Mm -hmm. Antigua or in the Bahamas or in Barbados. And then now you gotta sit here in like six, seven months of winter, and you expect me to be patriotic. You know when I when I went to <laughs> when I went to the states for school, the very every single time I met somebody and they're like, "Oh, where are you from?" and I would say Canada, their eyes like would start glowing. Then they were like, "Oh, the superheroes." The, you know the first question they'd ask me was, "They got black people up there?" 
Yes, that was like the first like, actual first question. But the but like the first reasonable question they asked me, and then I would say, and then I would say Drake, and I would say, but Drake, Drake is not black. <laughs> All right, but like, yeah, 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 yeah. Drake is like Dwayne Johnson. He transcends uh, yeah. ethnicities. Yeah, but Americans used to ask me this the question that, and it would bother me so much. But you know, I can't, I couldn't outwardly show that I was bothered. But it would bother me. They would say, "Oh." So when do you want to become an American? Like, what are, you, what are you talking about? When do I want to become an American? The audacity. I've my been family, wanting to become an American. My, my family, That's why I'm here. My family went all the way from Zimbabwe <laughs> to, to, come, to go to Canada so that I could become a Canadian citizen. And you ask me when I want to become American? Like, I don't want to be an it's American. Like, it's like, it's like when, when you buy your plane ticket mm. and they ask you, oh, so you want to go to first class? <laughs> from economy, yeah. yeah, that's literally what it is. That's what they're doing. Right? Like you, when you want to upgrade yourself, yeah, assuming the US is an upgrade. But think about, but yeah, that's the but think about that's that question. Think about what somebody who asked that question thinks in their mind. They're immediately like, "Oh, so you made it? You made it? This is the place you want to be?" <laughs> How the tables have turned, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Look and at I us spent, now. And I spent a lot of time when I was in the states telling people I am a Canadian and I am proud. So then when I come hey. here, so when I come here, <laughs> so when I come here, and I hear people who say, "I wanna," you know, I'm a Zimbabwean, I'm not Canadian. What are you talking about? Why did you go through that whole immigration process? Well, some of us didn't make the choice. I didn't make the choice. I know, but, but I understand what you Canada, were young enough. But I understand what you Canada were young has enough to assimilate. But I understand there's what people Canada's who grew up with the African mentality and the Zimbabwean culture. Yeah, and then they move here when they're 22. Then don't That's immigrate. why we have you here. Then don't immigrate. What do you mean don't immigrate? You got you, to. No, no, Zimbabwe. No, my, my What I'm saying is, <laughs> you got a chance to dip. You better get you out. Don't, if you don't want, if you don't love this country, if you don't, it's want not to be not here, loving this country. If you, I love Canada. Then, then be. Proud but I love Zimbabwe more. The, what, what I'm saying, I don't care if you love Zimbabwe more. That's not a me. Different, not that's me. a different question completely. I think like he's saying, I like, do you love Zimbabwe. Trump and Biden, and yeah. Zimbabwe, and you're like, okay, basically Zimbabwe is Trump, and Canada is mm. Biden. I don't yeah. love Canada, but I'm not staying here. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah, come here, you're not going to be like, I love Canada. Thank you so much. Waving mm. the flag. Like, I'm just here because I couldn't be over there. <laughs> But don't but get then, cocky. Don't I'm just saying to get better over there. No, no it's, 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 my thing is that like if you came, <laughs> you be waiting a long time, bro. If you came here, right, and you went through that whole immigration process, mm-hmm. and you and you stood there, you actually like up, six, you sixteen and seventeen. No, wait, wait, wait. Let me, finish this, let me finish this real quick. Let me finish yeah. this real quick. And you went through that whole process, and you were there on that day when they swore you in, and you became a Canadian, mm-hmm. and then you can publicly say to people like nah i'm in zimbabwean yo that's so disrespectful to me to who to the country that to the country that took you in and gave you the prosperity that the country that took you in allowed you to own a home so like all of that to me until i own a home you don't own a home right now you don't own a home (laughs) right now until until i get the generation you're never gonna own a home no no by the numbers it's looking it's looking dark actually don't know this are you a canadian citizen i I am so you're your citizen now, right? You don't know this? I actually don't know. I don't know how wow, long you've been here. Wow, Lee. You got to do your research for the program, like, man. I'm sorry. I'm Why the worst. Why me this on I'm air, terrible, bro? bro. I'm trying I'm, to make me seem like yeah, I'm, I'm some guy who out. jumped the board or something? I'm trying to call you out. Come on, man. Show me your papers. <laughs> Show me your papers right now. <laughs> Where's the birth but certificate? Like, the <laughs> but like, you know, as as for you, you mm. came here, you're you're Canadian, yeah. and you're, I would assume that you're, you're happy to be in Canada? Sometimes. 
Mostly in June. I'm okay. very happy to be in Canada in yeah. June. <laughs> but complaining. <laughs> but it's funny. It's funny when people complain about the cold. But then you could be in Zimbabwe, where there's a lot other a lot of other things you could be complaining about. But you'd you know be warm though. Yeah, but you'd be warm. Cool. You know, a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the things about Zimbabwe that I hear from Zimbabweans who recently came here or that grew up there and came here when they were 20, 30 years old. Mm-hmm. The one thing that's always put up as like a positive is the lifestyle is a lot more laid back. People aren't in Zimbabwe just like crying like, oh, we're, we're in such such sorrow and yeah. we hate this. You're People going through it, but that's, through it, that, like, hey. that, that's what has been reality for you for a longer time, right? Some people are so, comfortable with that. So your reality is what you're facing and you're like, oh, I guess I got to wake up and walk 15Ks to go to school. That's my reality. So I don't yeah. expect to get a ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? But then when you go to Canada, it's like, oh, and shit, then, and I then don't have hear, to walk. And then you hear and it's cold and then you call an Uber and you complain. Huh? That's what I'm saying. And then you hear it's uh-huh. cold, but then you, you're going. I don't phone. have to pay go, when I walk you go on case. Your, you go on <laughs> that's, your, that's the lead. I don't have to go on your phone. I don't have to pay. You go on your phone. So you cry about this cold, mm-hmm. but you go on your phone. You can call an Uber and pay a dude who will show up to your house. And take you take you where you want to go, and you can believe he's gonna take you there. Lee, <laughs> yeah. how much is an Uber from here to the west side? Too much. West side where like twenty like bucks. Thirty five bucks. Twenty bucks. It's like twenty bucks. Thirty five bucks. I live I can, in the west I can, side. I calculated. I live in the west side. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, right, I depends think which side, like, right? If you're yeah. in Zim, how much money chill. does the average Canadian make per hour? The For a twenty Canadian. minute drive to the west side is twenty dollars. That's two yeah. hours of work. That's a good question. That's a good question. Right. What is the what's so, the minimum wage in 50, Zimbabwe? Huh? What's the minimum wage in Zimbabwe? Uh, however, you your hustle is. Well, however, your hustle is. Right? Okay. What's the minimum if, wage? If, in, what's if the minimum wage in Canada? You're out here. What's the minimum wage in Canada? Is twelve dollars and others. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You, yeah, but if your minimum wage you is twelve dollars and yeah. my my ride from here to West side is 20 bucks. Bro, if you got beef with Canada this much, bro, leave, man. That's my <laughs> whole point. Not, That's not my whole point. Don't stay Yo, here. It's not if you turn to Fox Canada News, much, shout bro, out to Tammy Lauren and uh, Sean Hannity Lee. Yeah. <laughs> I, my family worked way too hard to be here. If you got beef with Canada, get out. It's not about I beef with because Canada. We love, but I love the country that took me in, bro. It's not about beef with Canada. <laughs> I understand that. Like right I know. Now. This guy is totally I going get, all the I, way uh, right. I agree with literally everything nah. you said. Go back where you came from. I don't from. think you're addressing <laughs> what he's saying. When you say that it's disrespectful to become a citizen in Canada and then not show appreciation mm-hmm. because most places in the world, you can't go there and get what we got. That's mm-hmm. true. But I think what he's saying is if you're in Zim, don't worry about the minimum wage. You can not work a job your whole life and survive yeah. and be cool. In Canada, because you got to work 45 hours a week. That's really your, your, you're in debt, got a credit question, card. My question to you then is, you can say in Zimbabwe you can survive and be cool. But the reason you're here to begin with is because you didn't think that was really surviving the way you wanted. Not me. Yeah, they, they didn't know Canada until they got here. They assume, they come, oh, yeah. you know, Zim, they always call you and say, oh, we need money, Lee. They call you a parent, oh, we need money. We yeah, need money. Yeah, yeah. They think here, we just print money. When they get here and they have to go through the work, you're right. they have to get the credit. You're right. you're a lot of people right leave and say, yeah. this is not what I thought it was. It's Another not a thing dream. Is leave. You still have to work in Canada. They when, go you're, back. when you're 15, 16, right, and you've grown up and you, you become patriotic in your country or whatever, like most people sign up to Bro, be in the military you got to remember, 18, I was in America right? first. No, but I had no loyalty to Canada. My no, loyalty no, existed I, when I got my citizenship, G. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it was my loyalty wasn't assimilated loyalty. It was... I realized, yo, this is my situation. I came here. This is I, like I actually like this country. Yeah, I love this country. I'm glad that. What I do you like about Canada? Lee? 
Oh, there's so much I like about like what? I love. I love. <laughs> no, no. Wait, Wait, let him think. You, let him think. Am I, are you saying <laughs> putting the presses on him like that? Let yeah. him think. No, he said, "What do I love about Canada?" Yeah. Are you are you saying compared to the country or that I was at? No, just where, in general. Where what I do you love to, about being in Canada or or the whole uh, Canadian experience? What do I love about the Canadian experience? And I I'm love not that trying I, to say this to dog Canada, by the way. Yeah. I love Canada too, but my I point, want to know why you. My love point Canada. there is that what I love about about Canada for mm. me personally is I know where people who are my age, who are in Zim are at right now in their lives, the things they have to deal with. And the fact that I complain about snow is why I love Canada. Because I can complain about dumb, little, minimalistic things. It's not dumb. Because I can actually try, build... Try, try because getting a frostbite. Because I can actually <laughs> buy my dumb. own home. Man, I know people who lived in America. I know people who went from Zim to America, yeah. didn't get a home. Came all the way to Canada... Got the home in the white picket fence. Hey, <laughs> they got that American dream. That's the American That's dream we wanted, in Canada. Bro. We're not gonna go into yeah, it's not the same dream. Turn into economic podcast again, but that idea <laughs> of everyone who's here, you go to college education, you get yeah. married, you buy a home, yeah. it's not happening. And if you look at the projections, it's not gonna, it's gonna continue to happen less and less. And that's what they yeah. sell. Happening people. the states is what's coming to us. And that's yeah. why we talk so much about the states but, and their politics because compare, they're a barometer for the rest of the go world. Ahead, go ahead and compare Canada to the states. I'm, my comparison will always be to the lead that could have. Never left Zimbabwe. And no, but what, that but what, what I'm to. asking is like, what is it about specifically Canada, right? So you're saying you got to be proud to be Canadian. If you ask an American yeah. why they're proud of American, they'll say things are American branded. So now like you're saying military, like first world American opportunities. Football. Yes. So you can get those first world opportunities in England, in Canada, yeah. in the States, in New Zealand, mm-hmm. in, 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 in Sweden, in, in, in Germany. Any other country you go, so it's just the generic benefit that you're getting from being in Canada, right? Or why okay. you like, why you love Canada? But why do you love Canada specifically, like Canada? Universal healthcare. That's most of those countries as well. Most. Can <laughs> I answer universal. the question? Yeah. No, yeah, but but, but my point right. is, it's not that Canada is better than other developed countries. I yeah. think it is. That I'll is make that de- argument. It's that this is the developed country I chose. Your parents so chose. that's why I Did like. Did you choose it? Parents chose no. Okay, exactly. My parents. That's chose. what. That's what. That's that's what I'm saying. So I can't build loyalty down right now. Something that I did not choose. No American chose to be American. Yeah, but that's why they have so much issues <laughs> in their own country. Like if you were just born American, unless you immigrate to America, if you're just born American, right? That's why I say that in Canada we lack patriotism. But patriotism, in its very uh, base, yeah. Is irradical. It makes no. I mean, is is is, is radical. It makes no sense, right? Mm-hmm. Patriotism makes no sense. It's loving something for the sake that it is. Yeah, it's like saying, right? "Oh, I'm from Cleveland, so the Cleveland Cavaliers are the best team yeah. in the NBA." But they suck. And yet, we live in Canada. Here, <laughs> we live in Canada in a country that's honestly. They were at one point in a country that's honestly as developed as the United States, but we complain that we don't live in the States. It's and not as developed as the United States, man. You asked this guy the question, oh. why why Canada over the rest of the developed world? Yeah. And he let the Canadians down. Why? Justice. Give, Step up for t- the Canadians, Let bro. me tell you why Canada is the best country in the world. It's not. Thank you. Thank you. You can applaud him before I even start because you know it's going to be fire. Get Go it. ahead. I'll let the economist Tell speak him, man. for me. I'll this let the economist speak This is not even economic. Getting your back, bro. It's not even about the money. <clears throat> you look at the rest of the world. Public health care. Yeah. All right, they got it. Yep. Democracy. Okay, they got it. Kinda. What they don't have here. I went to school in Kelowna, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm there. And we had those Syrian refugees you're talking about? The Some what? Of Syrian refugees. Some of those students yeah. came to my school. Mm-hmm. My roommates 
were Indian Canadians. I had a roommate who was Chinese Canadian and Filipino Canadian. I went to play basketball. There's Ukrainian kids there. There's Nigerian kids there. Ghanaian kids there. It's not weird in Canada luck. to see somebody from anywhere else in the world. You go to Sweden, you're not going to find those people. You go to the UK, you're going to find less of them. And it's yo, yo, stop for a second. Uh, Geneva? Have you, have you seen the breakdown of Geneva? Uh, you'd have Dem- to demographics. Me. It's not like Canada. The I'll tell of, you that much. No, I'm saying the home of the UN doesn't it's not. have... It's not. Okay. It is not. All right. All right. If you look, compare all developed countries. You have the U.S. I'm and not Canada. talking about Sweden as a whole. I'm talking about Geneva, the, uh, just just Geneva. Just the city? Yeah. I, I know the country as a whole. But I don't yeah, know I was going to say Sweden. But like we're talking the about countries. City, the most important city in Sweden is We're talking about nations. Diverse. Do you think, yeah. do you think Sweden is, is as diverse as Canada? No. It's not no, close. No. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying it's, it has the U. Geneva is where the UN is. So there's a lot of people who are there. It's just obvious. This guy just worked there, bro. But yeah, the, yeah, but he's saying diversity. He's talking about general diversity. But the country's not diverse. I have to be there. So the most diverse is out of choice. It's a job. You know, it's a job. You chose. You chose. No, but like they send you that person from that country has to be there. So whatever demographic it is, they have to be have an Indian in the Indian office. But the reason Canada is better (laughs) is because no other developed country besides the U.S. has this level of visible multiculturalism. Mm. Not in Germany. We're like, oh yeah, I'm Austrian. Or oh, I'm gener- uh, second generation French my immigrant. It's ex- you so walk around, you see it's everyone. What we were talking about before when yeah. we said like in Canada is, is it seems to be more it's, diverse. It's a melting pot, but not a random. What about the pot. UK? It's a melting pot. I'll touch the UK, but it's a it's not a random melting pot. Yeah, it's a melting pot where they say we can have Zimbabweans here, but it's going to be the Zimbabweans who worked hard to get here, who got the education. So you have the best of the best from all around the world in a country that's operating. Way more cohesively than, like you said, the UK. It is multicultural. But the way that other cultures are treated in the UK compared to Canada is stark. I don't know if you know about Boris Johnson. I don't know if you heard about Brexit. Mm. But the way the UK operates is nowhere near Canada as far mm. as accepting other cultures. They'll let you in. But once you're in, Raheem Sterling, place for Man City. Yeah, what are you talking about? Talk about... What's wait, the, what's wait. the girl's so name? So my answer of just... Uh, this is wife. Yeah, she left. <laughs> wait a second. Out. How can wait we have non-royal blood? Get out of here. Wait a second. So my answer of this is the developed nation I happen to love is not a good enough answer for you? What? When I said this is the developed nation I happen to love. No, I asked you... But out you of, said out every of, other nation's just like Canada. No, because you, you mentioned... You one reason. You mentioned that is the, a good reason. The, the, you mentioned the American dream, reason. right? Getting a picket fit and and and, and... and I'm and, saying people have that here, yeah. Exactly. But they also have that in Germany or they have that in, 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 in England. Yes. So what is it about Canada that makes Canada special it on its own? Canada. There are Zimbabweans in Germany. It's like saying your girl, Germany, like, hey, I love you because you have a female genitalia. Walk around Germany and tell me how many Zimbabwe's you're gonna find. <laughs> you know, talking to your girl and saying, "Hey, babe, well, why do you love me?" Listen, read, no, read a Zimbabwe newspaper everywhere. <laughs> read a Zimbabwe newspaper or a German newspaper. There's Zimbabweans about in Iraq, bro. There's Zimbabweans everywhere. If your girl asks you, if your girl asks you why you love her over any other female, you yeah. can't say some generic shit like or some generic no, stuff because, like because oh, I choose because, my girlfriend. Because you're beautiful. You're the most beautiful. No, this difference. The difference is because I choose because you're my a woman. Girlfriend. So like. <laughs> No, the reason why I say what you said for Canada. That's what you said. No, the reason why I find that 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 question mm-hmm. in itself to be hard to answer and to actually be disingenuous is because Americans that were born in America didn't choose to be American, but they love their country. No one chooses to be born where they're but born. But they love their country, and then they'll come up with reasons why they love their country. No one chooses to be born. So where when you born. ask me, Lee, why do you love Canada? It, I find that disingenuous. Was like I didn't like you're saying. 
I might as well have been, it's like I could have been born in Canada, right? My parents went through that process. Yeah. Right? I just happened to be Canadian. Yeah. You could still so hate Canada, me, though, if you wanted to. I could. I could. If but for me, when you ask me why I love Canada, you're, you're asking me, why do you have a, why do you have an, uh, I keep talking about frostbite. <laughs> why do you have an unreasonable reason to like something? Yeah. It, it's it's, it's the question itself. The question itself is ridiculous. It's not it's, unreasonable. It's, 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 it's a dumb question. See, your your reason makes sense, right? But it's yeah. it, it applies it's to thorough. every first world country that people go there to. And, That's why I said Zimbabweans that. in Germany. I hope they love Germany. Exactly, but yeah. you say that you're proud to be Canadian out of all these other countries. So I'm asking you, what I is it about? I did about? not say that. I just said simply, I'm proud to be Canadian. Well, that's what it means. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Why would you be proud to be Canadian when there's like 20 other countries? Because this is my country. You're comparing to no, other countries. No, because this is my country. Okay. Germany is not my country. And that's, I think you that's sure? a good enough reason. You sure? <laughs> yeah. Do you know, you know Raheem Sterling? I know you know Raheem Sterling. I know Raheem Sterling. Yeah. You know Raheem Sterling, right? Yeah, yeah. Plays oh. for Man City, soccer player. Best player on the team. No, Best player in Man City. Ah, oh, okay. De Bruyne. Okay, we can we can debate that, but that's not, that's not what it's about. Can leave that for the kickback. But he's a, he's a great player, outstanding, plays for the English national team, and he has a tattoo on his leg of a gun, uh, hey. automatic rifle. Ooh. He's from Kingston, Jamaica, and he got that tattoo to bring awareness to gun violence in his country. He actually has a tattoo. Yeah, he has a tattoo of a semi-automatic rifle Is on his calf. He's from Jamaica. He's from Kingston. He's from Kingston, but he moved to uh, England when he was young, and now he's a citizen. But when he got that tattoo, there were newspapers, the equivalent of the sun here in edmonton like the main newspapers yeah, in the cities, yeah, yeah. saying here this guy is he's promoting gun violence we need to make sure people like this people like this aren't on the england national team he bought a house for his parents like oh he's spending money he's gonna go broke and then his teammates were doing the same things you young guys buying their parents houses cars yeah the same newspapers write about them saying look They're at this great, great young man bring him and he comes out and he says look i'm english i play for the english national team and I'm happy to be on the team, but I'm not Probably proud the of this country. The, Probably the best player on the team. On, on the team, yeah. Him or Harry Kane. Harry Kane, yeah. But he is not proud. He said, at this point, I'm not proud to be English because how can you have a mainstream newspaper look at me and say, I'm a problem, I'm promoting gun violence, and nobody ever called me or talked forgot, to me. Forgot his place in society, huh? But he's like, but I know my teammates, <laughs> when they wrote the story for his teammates, they called them and said, hey, we're about to run this story his on His teammates uh, Caucasian? Yeah, Phil Foden. He's, he's a white guy. And they said, oh, listen, um, we're about to write a story about the, the car you bought for your mom. And uh, Phil Foden, he has a girlfriend who has a baby. Like, tell us about your family and how it came through. Raheem Sterling, like, oh, he's been caught with his Instagram model. So he sees a difference in treatment. He's English, but he does not appreciate or respect that he's from England. He doesn't he's love not English. English, first of all. But I, I feel like if he was in Canada, yeah, okay. That's what they say to him. Yeah. That's how he feels. He's like, I don't identify as English. I identify as black. My, that's how my, you treat me. But if you're Canadian, answer, that would not happen. That's the issue with a lot of black people is that you have to be black first before whatever it is that follows after that. Exactly. So it's either African-American or you're black, I guess, like black English. <laughs> whatever that is, right? You see it's how, like, like you, the more you say it, the only time that, that those words sound like they make sense saying black anything is if you're talking in American in an American no, state. because America is so, I guess, uh, uh, overt about their yeah. racism. That's why I find... Right? So I in find other places like Canada black Canadian or is England, yeah. saying that you're black Canadian, it's, it's like you're trying to make yourself like the... Uh, 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 you, you're like the, the Pan-African Americans at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're like Dr. Umar Johnson or like those guys. You don't want to yeah, be yeah, like yeah. that. Like you want to be woke and say, oh, yeah, I'm black Canadian. Exactly, right? yeah. But... 
the racism that Canadians face, like 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 Black Canadians face, is not as overt overt as the Americans face. So America would I tell you, agree. there are some people who that, disagree with what you're saying, though. I want you to know that. Hey, People can disagree, disagree people that. can agree. Uh, yeah. That's okay. That's the whole reason why we have this podcast, so people can agree and disagree. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. Just, I, I just, you know, you got to say that they exist. That's okay. They can yeah. exist. All sides. Flies <laughs> exist too. All sides. <laughs> yeah. But like uh, but the whole thing about what you're saying, I don't I don't think you're incorrect in saying, okay, it's crazy that we black Canadian or whatever. Mm. You're right. The distinctions of race and putting people in box, like we're saying, the Democratic Party in the States, that's why they're losing people because they're saying, you're in this box, you're in that box. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, in 2020, as we stand, of course, it's crazy. Why are we putting people in these boxes? But they exist already, it's there. And we can't just act like, I'm not a black Canadian, I'm just Canadian. Listen, when people see you, they see you as a black person who happens to be a Canadian. They see a Chinese person, they don't say like, oh, he's Canadian. And he's Chinese. He's a Chinese Canadian. Even if that's wrong, it yeah. exists. And we can't pretend like it doesn't exist because it's crazy. But you you live in Edmonton, right? Yeah. So I know both of you guys have heard of I know both the of anthem. Turn yeah. That up. <laughs> Turn that. <laughs> yeah. Our whole <laughs> Y'all should see Lee's face right now. This guy is standing up, hey. pumping his chest. Patriotic. Talking about Canada's not patriotic. Shout out to Canada. <laughs> oh, y'all know the words. Lucky this isn't a video podcast. Oh, y'all know the words. Oh, Canada. This part of the mixtape. This is gonna be the outro. Yo, they changed the lyrics, didn't Yo, shout out to Tory Lanez. Shout out to Tory Lanez. Drizzy Drake. Uh, Justin Bieber. The Weeknd. I thought you were gonna shout me out. Ryan Reynolds. Will Seth. Is this Seth Rogen? I don't know if he's Canadian. Yes, he's Canadian from Vancouver. Lima Zinga, Justin Bayua. We stand on God for me. <laughs> hey, this for everybody saying that this podcast is not Canadian enough. It's <laughs> Canadian as it gets. Well, I hear waving the flag. We just did the whole anthem for no reason. But yo, shout out to Toro Lay for saying on Canada and that uh, Jack Harlow remix uh, was popping. Hey, shout yeah, out to him. For real. I didn't even know where Canada was when I was in the States before I moved here. Same. You put some people on. They had to go Google that. Really, eh? Canada. Yeah, I was like 11 years old. What did you guys old. think Canada was? Because I have an idea of what I thought Canada was at the time. I was 10 I or 11 no, years old. I had old. no idea. I thought snow, polar bears, igloos. Exactly. That's what I'm I not exactly. I, I watched I Barney, and Barney had a trip to Canada <laughs> one time, and they were in like they had the RCMP guy, yeah. and they were throwing snowballs at each other. And then they went to Mexico, and they was like dancing. I, like siesta or whatever it was, and it was yo, so you thought, we're, we're, you thought Mexico's siesta. I thought Mexico's dancing all together. And Canada's just snow. Mexico sounds where, like a party. To where me. I was, where I was it in is, the states, though. people don't Cancun. even people didn't even talk about Canada. So like, I had no idea when my parents said we're going to Canada. I was like, where? We don't even like, talk about Canada. No we have a podcast. We talk about U.S. politics mostly. Yeah, but there's yeah. a reason for that. I I was. I'm going to talk Even about the nonsense. fact that Justin Trudeau just going to destroy the or allegedly destroyed documents that were required for the, for the Wii 
the we uh, foundation him and his wife. <laughs> oh, hey, I guess we don't have the stats on that. <laughs> I would never go against my prime minister like that. Hey, shout out to Yo, JT in man. public. Shout out to JT. Hey, I think after that Canada, I think after that, uh, you know, nice Canadian anthem there, we're coming to a natural close for this podcast. Yeah, that sounded like a rap to me. We, yeah, I, I was gonna touch DACA, but I think we spoke enough about immigration. Mm. I think we got our message across enough. Yeah. Yeah, For, man. Lee hates the whole rest of the world besides Canada. That's, <laughs> that's the conclusion we and got to. And there's nothing to. wrong with that. There's <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, be, that makes y'all sense. Y'all be making me seem like I'm some cartoon character. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Johnny Gravel. <laughs> Johnny Gravel, just patriotic as hell. Yeah. <laughs> For no reason. If you don't like Canada, you can get out. <laughs> For real. No, I still believe that. That's a quote. That's I won't go quote. against that because well, I am just so nice. get quoted in the magazine. It's a nice place. Like I said, Lee. it's the greatest country yeah. in the world. If we were to make a headline from this episode, the quote would be, if you don't like, if you're it, not from, if you don't like Canada, out. get out. That would be the quote. That's the I title. The title is it. Get Out. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> all right, well, hey, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Undeniable Future podcast. We will catch you guys again soon. Stay Appreciate woke. you as always. <laughs> oh, God save Canada. the queen. God save the queen. YouTube doesn't have rights to this, right? We're Canadian. We can we can play this, no, right? This, yeah. <laughs> Is this are we still on? Huh? We still on? Yeah. Bro, I can't wait to play With glowing hearts, <laughs> we see thee rise, the true north, strong and free. Born far and wide, oh Canada. <laughs> Na 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 na. Take it out, yo. Come on now. You can't play O Canada twice. Hey man, we patriotic out here. Why y'all protesting this patriotic? Uh, patriotic. Patri- what's the word, Lee? Lee? Lee, I need your help. What's the word, patriotism? Patriotism. Why y'all? Why y'all protesting this patriotism? Oh, Canada, we stand on God for thee. Oh, yes. <laughs>